Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. Chilling down here in the basement. And normally we throw a Skype party, but Skype was being moody. Or as the hound might say. Cunts. Yeah. We're having some technical difficulties with some audio. Thanks a lot, Skype. Probably some random update in there that messed it up, messed with levels, messed, messed with things. But people couldn't hear everything. So we're going Zoom. All I want to do is I'm a zoom, zoom, zoom. Here we are. And a boom, boom. No rump shaking, though. We're not doing that. I guess if I'm going to, like, break that out, we probably need the song, don't we? Might as well. I mean, I think I got the rump shaker. I'm pretty sure I have the rump shaker. That's got to be in my music library somewhere. I would be shocked if you didn't. Oh, True there, story. see? Look at that. Pretty sure we've broken this out a few times oh, yes. over the years. Yes. Perfect. Even Rex and Effects knew, knew about Zoom way back when, man. That is baller. <laughs> Forget Mazda. <laughs> That's the other Zoom Zoom. All right. Uh, well, look, uh, you know, it's it's been about a month. I mean, obviously, the whole Rona roller coaster has been throwing curveballs all over the place uh, as far as sports. We do have the NBA restart and some MLB going on and MLS and some other things, but. You know, it's certainly been, a, to put it mildly, a pretty rocky road when it comes to the sports landscape. There are stories, there are things going on, but uh, it's been a little tougher to, to rally up together and record and, and you know, do the podcast. But, uh, you know, look, the wife's away, the kids are gone. I mean, can you ask for a better night to crank up the brew fest and to chill with the brothers and just hang out and shoot the breeze, listen to some music? Make some stupid bad jokes and just, you know, run amok in the sports landscape and the sports world and just have some fun. I mean, I, this is perfect. I love how my wife's visiting her her mom and her parents and she, you know, was thinking about coming back tonight. And so she calls. And I'm like, ah, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, you know, I'm thinking about coming back. We'll be back a little bit after dinner. You know, do you want us home tonight? I'm like, eh, if you want to come home, that's great. But. Rest assured, if, if you want to stay there overnight, that's okay, too. Oh, she's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, because I'm going to go ahead and throw a Skype party, or throw a Zoom party with the dudes. We're going to brew up tonight. We're going to record an episode. She's like, oh, I get it. Like, wink. <laughs> stay there overnight, man. I'm like, perfect. She knows me well. <laughs> she knows me well. That's right. Oh, as Kirk Cousins used to say. I do like that. When the wife's away, the brew will play. Here we go. Yes, <laughs> so, sir. So here we are. So you know what? You heard, you hear him talking, man. Let's go ahead and do this right. Let's go ahead and get the one, the only, the original Twitter Terminator, old Shannon McGuffin. What's up, brother? Dude, do you think uh, Joe Kelly and the Astros are going to exchange Christmas cards this year? <laughs> <laughs> only if he prints the picture of his face walking away. <laughs> On the Christmas card. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That would be awesome. You know what? If I'm Joe Kelly, I think I actually have Vistaprint or whatever make those up and send those to the Houston asterisks. I think that's great. <laughs> I would totally do that. That would be baller. That would be so fantastic. Incidentally, since you made a, you know, a Kelly joke, what do you think about that eight-game suspension, man? Or at least late. the initial eight game suspension. Even anything they else came out of that. But, five. All right, five game suspension. Look, man, but, 
all these players are pissed because none of these players got punished. Everything went to management and to AJ Hinch. Like, come on, man. Like, some of the players need to get something, and the players are taking matters into their own hands. Major League Baseball screwed <laughs> screwed it up majorly. Of course they did. And, I- and now, like, anytime there's retaliation, they're taking it out on the other team. Um, you, now, I, look. Yeah. Hit a guy below the shoulders. I get that. You can't go too high. I don't endorse going after someone's head. No. No head home. But a little rib shot, you know. Rib shot or rim shot? What did you just say? Rib. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. oh. R-I-B. That would be very impressive if you could do that while throwing from the pitcher's mound. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well. <laughs> Oh, what's in the box? Well. <laughs> yeah. You said, no, let's, 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 yeah let's, say, let's, let's not. Let's not. That's all right. What I'm talking about. Don't go hey, there. Hey, where with are the white don't women go, at? <laughs> don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. <laughs> oh, we got him off the hook. Okay. <laughs> a rib. A rib shot. Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> Great ass! It's a bit nutty. (laughs) It's a wee wee bit nutty. Oh my god, who the hell cares? Ric Flair does. That's right, D-Stat, I stole your woo. (laughs) Anyway... Oh, but actually, I didn't. But you know, no. whatever. <laughs> no, it's all right. You can borrow his woo for the night. It's fine. It's fine. I'll borrow the gimmick. Yeah, no gimmick yeah. infringement. <laughs> gimmick infringement. Look out, man. So it it is weird though. Um, all kidding aside, um, I'm glad it got reduced. It should have been reduced, particularly in a shortened season. I mean, even a five game suspension is very significant. And I'm not saying that you know if you're going to go at people and uh, some old like proverbial on field justice. Uh, there's obviously some salt in the wounds um, that stem back to just the history of what the Astros did. And I think it's a really bitter pill for people to to go and look at Joe Kelly. And this is not justifying what Kelly did, but it is saying in context, it's very funny to think that he got a suspension and the Astros largely got off the hook, right? Yeah. I mean, it's still amazing. It's like, in the grand scheme of things... How that punishment gets laid out, the Houston asterisks are scot-free. We have a snitch fest, and this is where we're at. So I, it's just it's just bizarre, and I think a lot of people are like, really? So anyway, I love the face he made walking off, and uh, that should be on his Christmas card. That's uh, That would be glorious. <laughs> that would be absolutely glorious. That's one of my favorite moments. Uh, one of my other favorite moments from the <laughs> the Rona roller coaster of an MLB season we have uh, was in, when uh, Altuve struck out, and I love this line from uh, Hirschheiser. Strike three call, perhaps guessing something else. Two out. Here you go. Guessing's harder than knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Guessing is harder than knowing, <laughs> isn't it, Jose Altuve? Mm. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they ain't never gonna live that shit down. No. 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 And they shouldn't. 
So they're going to have to wear that one. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get Randy up in this piece, too, just for good measure. We can circle back to baseball for a minute, just for fun. Why not? What should Randy come into? Oh, Thunder Kiss 65. That's nice and rando. Let's do that. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> Why not, man? Well, white zombie. Yeah. Uh, Randy, I know. You, oh, oh, giggity, Giles. What up, bruh? I know you got to be excited about Kittles getting that fat contract, man. I'm like just sitting here going, finally, it's done. It's in the books. We can actually move forward with the season knowing that our all world tight end is locked up for at least the next five years. And it's just a weight off my shoulder because I don't think that offense really would run as well without him. No, of course not. I mean, granted, it's like, yeah, we went and got Jordan Reed, but, you know, what's he going to do? Nothing. Get once and be done for the rest of the year? Yes. Now, he'll practice once and be done for the rest of the year. Uh, you're probably right. He'll take a poop once and be done for the year. Are you kidding? <laughs> Jordan Reed. Uh, I mean, yep. I'll, the, the, only thing, the only thing signing Jordan Reed does is burn money. That's all that is. Uh, look, five-year, $75 million extension, $40 million guaranteed, $30 million guaranteed at the signing, which are both records for a tight end. Um, look, he's the most productive tight end through three seasons in NFL history, which is really an incredible thing. And the dude blocks. And he's also lively with interviews. That that That's a fun dude. I always think back to that play against, I think it was the Saints, where he was dragging uh -huh. those people, and he had people, you know, he was getting face masked, and he's like, you're not stopping me, <laughs> you know? Took like three, what was it? I don't remember if it was four. It's at least three people to get that man down, if not four. It was crazy. And I always think back to that. And, uh, no, I, I mean, it, it's a big contract, clearly, but in the scheme of his age, his production, and I think what he represents for the team, is it expensive? The answer is yes. Is he worth it? Arguably so. You know, I mean, Kelsey also got an extension. Now, he had time left, but he got a four-year, $57.5 million extension. Uh, he did have two years left on his deal. What I didn't realize, and I knew they were obviously very significant cogs in their respective, you know, team's offenses. I didn't realize that in the Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl, that was the first time both teams' leading receiver was their tight end. Wow. I mean, it makes sense, Kelsey and yeah. Kittle, so. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I thought that was pretty wild. So I'm sure you're happy about that. Um, and obviously at the clip that the you know Chiefs seem to, be, seem to be spending money, I guess they're like, we don't know what the cap's going to be. Let's go ahead and front load some stuff now. Woo! <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just wild. Good on them, I guess. Good on them. Um, Kelsey, you know, I know some people might say, well, he's a little old, but he's not ancient. You know, it's not like he's 36 right now. Which he's just he's, 30, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's fun, right? Um, and plenty of other people have been productive at 35, 36, 37. Shannon Sharp was. Tony Gonzalez was. Uh, barring concussions or something weird with Kelsey, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a football player. He's, he's a pretty tough dude. It's not like he has a monstrous injury history. Again, he's got some concussion stuff going on. He doesn't have Jordan Reed-level concussions. Um, oh, shit. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's got some history with that, but not significant enough that I think you have to really worry. But, you know, for both of those guys, I think what they represent uh, for their team's offenses and really for the I, – I, look, the fans love them. They're likable. Obviously, fantasy players love those two guys. Good luck in fantasy this year, gentlemen. I don't I don't think we're doing it. I don't, I don't know how on earth anybody's going to navigate that minefield of Rona 
fantasy football. Good luck. You better stick with daily fa- daily stuff, y'all. You gotta do something, man. Come on. I don't can't know. leave us hanging like that. What? We? Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll have a pick'em league, I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, but no, it's good to see them get that squared up. But I, I'm still, yeah. The Chiefs are spending dough, dude. Whew. Whew. Maybe we just don't do a pay league this year. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we'll see about fantasy football, man. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I think the year's going to be so bizarro. It's just going to be, I'm hard pressed to think fantasy sports are going to be enjoyable in any capacity. That, well, with, with fantasy this year, you don't, you never know what guys will be like. You know what? I'm just going to opt out of the season because that's what we're seeing a lot in MLB right now. Um, I know yeah. some of the some of the NFL, NFL players have already opted out. Yeah, well, I did. A lot and I, I don't blame them for doing it. They're no. just trying to make sure they stay healthy and keep their family healthy, and that's fine. I mean, you know, it. You can argue it both ways. I mean, obviously, Deion Sanders was only offensive, and I understand his point. He said, "All players opting out in all sports, please believe the game will go on without you," and that's true. true. Uh, quote: yeah. "This is a business, and don't you ever forget that. There's no one that's bigger than the game itself. Only the ref, umps, and officials are that important that you can't play without them." I guess technically, but you can, you can uh, always find someone that will yeah, I mean, do one of those games. You know, and I don't, I don't think that's the problem. Is I understand Dion's point, right? But that being said, I think there are certainly situations and cases where players, you know, if they opt out, I'm not going to hate on it, particularly if they're established uh, or if they're near the end of their career or if they have specific health problems. Obviously, everything with the coronavirus and COVID-19, I mean, it, it's just gotten so weaponized and politicized. But, I mean, it, it, it it's a dangerous thing, dude. And I know you can say, well, you know, they're athletes and they're this and they're that. And they have plenty of money and medical staff and attention. And they're going to test them. Yeah, like, I get that. And I would love football, too. I would. And it's one thing if you're talking about college sports versus professional athletes. Um, and the liability that's involved in all of that, I think that's a real big big ask for athletes, for college athletes that, that don't see a lot of money from those things. And I'm, Yeah, they're playing for a scholarship, or maybe they're just playing because they love the game, or maybe they're playing to try to you know make it to you know the, bi- the big leagues and whatever sport they may be playing, or the Olympics. I, I hear all that. But it's one thing to have a conversation about professional athletes that are, that is their job, that is what they do. And rest assured, they are well aware that if they opt out, there may be some form of repercussions, maybe not malicious, but it may adversely impact their contract, their career, and their future in the league. Now, if it's somebody of, you know, consequence and real significance, you know, look, if Patrick Mahomes opted out, he's going to be just fine the following year, right? You know, if you're Rando Bubble Guy, uh, or camp fodder dude uh, opts out, um, that might be the end of their career. That's true. I mean, I think you do have to keep that in context. Uh, but that being said, for individuals that either themselves or their child or their spouse or their parents or whatever, um, if they've got the certain kind of risk factors or they just personally deem that it's too much a risk that they don't want to take, I'm going to respect that. Yeah, the, um, the Giants uh, lineman whose uh, son has had cancer, and mm-hmm. he's had cancer as well. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. You know, that, no issue. Yeah. I mean, but. but uh, is it Nate Solder? 
I'm pretty sure Solder opted out. I, I think that was who it was. Like his kid had cancer. He's had cancer at some point. Dude, I, I get it. Yeah, there it is. Um, Giants left tackle Nate Solder will opt out of the 2020 season. He said uh, he and his family wrestled with it, but he cited the son's battle with cancer, a newborn boy, as well as his own previous bout with cancer. Yeah, you can't I mean, take that chance. No, man. I mean it, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff to digest as an individual and as a parent. But look, Solder's made his money. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I, he I, got the big contract. Yeah, I get you. and I'm not saying that to disparage him or to say, well, you know, he doesn't care. That's a football player. Of course, he wants to be on field. The same token, he's made a lot of money, and he's getting paid a lot. But if he looks at it as that's too much risk for my family and and my children and for me, do what you got to do. Yeah. And somebody might replace him. That might maybe that's the end of his career time with. The, I mean, who knows how that how that's going to totally play out. Um, it will adversely impact players. But some of it, again, depends on who you are, the team that you're on, what your skill set is, and what you bring to the table. Some players aren't easily replaceable. Some players are. Uh, so they've got to make that decision. But, look, I don't... We, can we go Can we, we go to the opposite end of the spectrum? I was going to say, we don't even know that we're going to get the NFL season anyway. You don't know. The Seahawks cut... A rookie, and I'm going to butcher this dude's name, Kima Siverand. Kima Siverand on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Because he tried to sneak a woman into the team hotel. But it not only did he try to sneak a woman into the team hotel, former Oklahoma State cornerback, sneaking a woman in, into the Seahawks team hotel. How did, How was he trying to sneak that woman in the hotel, Shannon? She was by wearing Seahawks gear, <laughs> by like wearing pads and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Come on, man. What are you thinking? I mean, yo, the woman was wearing Seahawks gear to disguise herself as a player. Dude, if you were ever going to break out Shaggy, it wasn't me. That <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's two things to this. That's the yeah. first fail horn of the yeah. night. Yes. For damn sure. For sure. There is no doubt about that. And we can drop Shaggy on there, too, just for good measure. Look, man, you do not have enough clout <laughs> to do that. I'm just trying to make the damn team. I'm telling you, at that point, that player, like some of these other guys, you just have to rub one out, man. You, you I mean, just. <laughs> someone get that man a dictionary so he can look up the word inconspicuous. Because I mean, how do you, how do you sneak a woman in there and get decked out in Seahawks gear and the dude's going? People mm. in the hotel is like, uh huh, uh huh. Practice inconceivable. Uh... <laughs> it <Yeah>. is inconceivable. <laughs> huh, it's almost midnight and someone's trying to practice. No, no, wait a second. <laughs> hey, babe. Run fast! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. You know, he's you're a rookie cornerback, dude. Rookie cornerback, man. Come on. What are you thinking? Oh, so stupid. Clearly, the other brain was uh, functioning for him. Yeah. Well, it was doing something. It wasn't functioning. Well, he's going he's gonna to have plenty of time for booty calls after getting cut from the Seahawks. 
We'll see if he gets picked up by anybody else. He might have to. He might. This season might be a little bit of a wash for him, but who knows? You know, Shannon. I think your favorite soundbite should be played right about now. Which one? Oh, that one. You want that? All right. Yes. I can get you that. I can get you that. Here, hold on. <laughs> I knew he didn't have it ready. That's. I was waiting on that one. Well, while we're waiting for that, clearly <laughs> we can go. We can go a little foreigner. <laughs> Always classic. Always. Always classic. Oh, here you go. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? <laughs> Moron. I normally laugh at that, but like, seriously, bro. Like, this is your career. And you ruin it over a booty call. <laughs> like like Captain said, just rub one out, just, bro. Just rub one out, dude. I mean, if, if Robert Kraft knows how to get a rub and tug, I'm sure you can figure it out too, <laughs> oh my man. God, I'm spit <laughs> out my you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. Come on, man. I'm trying to be all clever. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to opt out of the season, not opt out of your career, you dummy. <laughs> what the hell, man? Uh, anyway, um, but when you look at the opt-outs, I, I mean, the Patriots have a ton of players. Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, Marcus Cannon, Brandon Bolden. I mean, they, they have several. Those are some big names. Right. And, you know, we'll see how the season progresses. Um, with the coronavirus, you know, IR and whatever else seems to come out of this. But I, I did think it was funny when there were some Patriots players opting out. People were like, oh, yeah, Bill Belichick's up to this, his mastermind stuff. I always think it's funny that people immediately jump to, like, it's some grand master plan. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. I'm not saying it's not, <laughs> right? I can't say that it isn't. I can't say there aren't some extra variables at play, but I do think it's funny. Like the first reaction is, "Oh yeah, they're just trying to game the system to you know lock up a higher draft. They're going to tank the season, you know, tanking for Trevor." Uh, and it just it just kind of made me chuckle. So I, I enjoyed that. But uh, the Patriots certainly are going to have uh, that. That's tough. They're going to have some <laughs> they got some holes to fill, man. But they'll be fine. You know, it's kind of like uh, what was it in 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 the the Mandalorian. Like, this is the way, you know what I'm saying? This like, yeah. this is the way, like Bill Belichick, he's going to be all right. He'll be like, this is the Patriot way. It's okay. <laughs> like, We'll be fine. Dude, you'll dude. still be better than the Dolphins and the Jets. Yes. Well, I don't know about Buffalo because they're decent, but you should still be higher than the Jets and the freaking Dolphins. Dolphins aren't ready for prime time. I'm curious what two is going to look like, but the Dolphins aren't ready. The Jets are, I, I don't think they're, they're ready either. Buffalo could be interesting. You know, they, they, they can develop Buff better. I think Buffalo has a really good, legit chance of winning that division. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think they were. They had the same record as the Patriots last year. The Patriots beat them twice. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to pull up the you know pull up the the final standings or whatever. But but Buffalo's a solid squad. We'll see. You know, and how they much... made the playoffs. Yes, so. we'll yeah. and they picked up the uh, the receiver from Minnesota. Uh huh. So. If if you know, of course, their quarterback likes to run a lot, but you know, and he has a spraying. I mean, he's got a he's got a strong arm, but there's some spraying prey with his throws, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Woo. I mean, yeah. 
he definitely needs to settle that down. But I, I think in time he will. I just right Maybe. now probably just. I think he's just trying to make too much happen rather than letting the game flow through him. He's Maybe. Just trying to make too many plays. That's what it looks like he has. He just has happy feet. Well, he just needs Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the reality is we know what the floor is probably for New England, which is at least solid. They may not be great and they may not be very good, but they'll at least be solid and competently coached. So they'll be competitive, right? Buffalo, I think, has interesting upside depending on how Allen progresses. They have a good defense. They've got they, Buffalo's got some nice pieces, but it's you know Buffalo is still Buffalo, so we'll see what they do with them. Uh, but that's an interesting team. I have zero confidence or faith in the Jets, and I just don't think the Dolphins have enough to really factor in. So Buffalo, I think, is going to be interesting, at yep. least regular season. That I doubt they have it unless Allen has really stepped it up. Uh, I don't have a ton of faith as once the playoffs roll around, if we make them, if we get there. But regular season, yeah, I think it could be pretty dangerous. I think Tua needs to sit for a year. He definitely needs to make sure he's 100% healthy before even really seeing the field. But you know what's going to happen. It's that win-now mentality. Let's just get him out there and see what he can do. Honestly, well, if there were every year to not have a win-now mentality, this is it. Exactly. I agree. Could be. So, I mean, if you're – willing to be patient and let a guy sit and learn i mean this is the year i mean blame it on corona and i don't think there's going to be too many firings after this season because it's just unprecedented and you know if there were ever a year to let people develop that hey we're not sure if this guy's going to be ready just let them develop give them time you know, like we used to do in the old days with pictures. Let them develop. Yeah, that's right. But you, well, when you were talking about blaming on the Rona, I totally thought you were going to, like, you know, go somewhere else with that. Milly Vanilli? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this is the year to definitely be like, look, what do you want me to do? Coronavirus is everywhere. It's, players are opting out. But this is also, like, the prime time for players because it's like, oh, I'm the next guy up. This is my chance. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Except for that dude from the Seahawks. Fucking <sighs> moron. Come on, man. Do you think he played some Milli Vanilli for her? Girl, you know it's true. I got cut. <laughs> I'm coming home with you. <laughs> like, literally, I have no place else I to go. I got no place to go. <laughs> I, know I, I know I was trying to sneak you into the hotel. I hope you kept some of that team gear. How about I come crash with you? Yeah. Hmm. What? I, I cannot believe I broke out Millie Vanilli. Mark, how are you missing this? Speaking of... I, Mark, I, I'm a little upset Mark didn't opt out of the podcast. <laughs> Mark, did opt out of, Mark did opt out of the podcast. Like, what the hell, man? I mean, and Whitfield <laughs> didn't even bother letting us know if he was going to opt out or not. He went cesspitous on us. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> As, as a Mets fan, that hurts. That really hurts. <laughs> that, um, that's no, fantastic. You're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. <laughs> I think I may know what happened to Whitfield, by the way. Oh? I think I think I may know what happened to Whitfield. Hold on. Okay. I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion. So here is the headline. You tell me if you think this may be Whitfield. Oh, Lord. The headline says, You swine! German nudist chases wild boar that stole laptop. 
Oh my God! By the way, Americans were allowed in Germany, yeah. but okay. <laughs> Photographer who captured the moment the naked bather gave pursuit says he gave it his all. Well, it's definitely not Whitfield then. The only thing that got his all was that blow up doll, Randy. <laughs> Sorry, Whitfield. Damn. <laughs> Who the fuck are you kidding? You ain't sorry. No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but by the way, Shannon, just for you, that really is an incredible headline, isn't it? I see what you did there. <laughs> Randy, make sure your friend doesn't listen to the podcast while driving next time, okay? Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> by the way, speaking of Mark... Didn't you say you were helping him with his retro pie? Yes, I was helping. I was helping Mark with his retro pie. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we always like to laugh about uh, tech support stuff because um, we both work in tech support. Although our avenues, our pathways are a smidge different, but we like to laugh about certain things. But he called me and he was asking me for help with the uh, <laughs> the, the Raspberry Pi, which he was setting up a retro pie on. So for anybody that doesn't know what that is. The RetroPie is like a really low-cost, basic kind of computer thing you can buy. You can get custom cases. It's really fun. Uh, but the RetroPie is like a, uh, think of it crudely speaking, as a bunch of emulators. So you have all these emulators, and it kind of, you know, you can go and play an SNES game or NES game or Genesis game or Dreamcast game, depending on the, you know, the strength of the Raspberry Pi, or you can use other things for obviously to run the emulators but anyway so he bought this kit he actually bought the same kit that i got i said oh this is a great kit you should get it so we did so it finally shows up he gets it i've long put mine together and i've been playing games on it and has bluetooth built in and i use my old xbox 360 controllers on it as well as some 8-bit dough controllers um and it's great so he gets it and we're talking about setting it up so he did put it together and he did load the memory card um that sounds terrible, doesn't it? He did he, he did load a memory card in it. He booted it up, figured out how to turn it on. And uh he couldn't he couldn't get the controllers to work. So I thought it was funny that he, he was talking about him and Donkey, you know, watching. They just kinda like scrolled through the games. They couldn't play any games, but they scrolled through all the things that were on there and just watch it, it auto plays certain things on you, which is great. So he said he needed some help with the controllers. I'm like, sure, man, it's not a problem. And so one night, it's a little bit late at night, it's really tough in the day to do like Hey, let's do a, a tech support call. When I know, when he's saying I need help with the controllers, I know what is involved with getting a controller set up. And I needed to not have to be in the middle of work or be in the middle of helping my kids or, you know, Sarah or the family, whatever. So one night, she and I call him. We start working through the controllers. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. This is what you do. You got to load, you know, this thing, trigger this terminal. There's a couple of blah, 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 blah. Stuff, things to do. I'm like, if you haven't done so already, just plug in your mouse and your keyboard. And he's like, I don't own a mouse. I don't have a mouse or a keyboard. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Seriously? You are the only Texas person I've ever met in my life that doesn't have a mouse or a keyboard in your house anywhere. Oh, my God. I was done. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, dude. So I, I walked him through all these things. and We talked about a lot of stuff. And I was like, bro... 
for us to take the next step, you need to have a keyboard. <laughs> and you really should have a mouse. <laughs> so needless to say... Freaking millennials. <laughs> millennials. I tell you. Swear to God. <laughs> Swear to God, millennials. Uh, so unfortunately, that night, uh, he was unable to end up playing his retro pie because he still could not get his controllers to work. So... Uh, it just, I thought it was funny. Mark, you know, I love you. I hope you ordered that keyboard or, on Amazon or borrowed one from a neighbor because you need them. And uh, once you get them, I guess you can give me a heads up and we'll get you squared away. Uh, but the retro probably, I mean, if you get a good, whether you build one on your own or you source an image and, you know, you make your own card, which is what I did. I have a Linux laptop, so I went ahead and did that on my own. But, or you buy one, whatever it is. It's great. So it's a lot of fun. Um, even the older ones are fun, but like the uh, the newer stuff. I mean, there's like thirteen thousand or fourteen thousand games on that thing. It's ridiculous. Now some of them, some of them are crap. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's it's a hoot being like, well, let me play this Virtual Boy game. This looks like crap, but you know, it's it's just fun. And there's a lot of arcade. Game. I mean, it's it's good, man. If you're a if you're of a certain age or you just like retro games. It's great to, to fire that up and, and kind of walk down memory lane. So, quite frankly, I have fun playing some of those games with my kids. So, not all of them. Sarah doesn't like all the games. She doesn't like the shooting games. She wasn't real fond that Logan was playing Rampage World Tour or something like that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, these people run around and I, and, you know, I eat them. And she was like, what? So... Yeah. You should be like, I just run around and destroy buildings yeah, as a giant ape. As a giant a ape or a lizard or a wolf or whatever. Yeah, so he had he had fun with that. But uh, Mark, let me know when you get your keyboard and your mouse, and I'll uh, provide some additional tech support to make sure that you can, uh, you know, <laughs> get your controllers to work, brother. <laughs> uh, I was going to say the, the other reason that perhaps Whitfield's not here. I'm just going to read. No, oh, I won't. God. I won't drop this on Woodfield. I won't drop this on Woodfield. I love that this was really a story I pulled from Mark because I knew he, that he would get a chuckle out of it. And this is the headline: Gun nut blows on <laughs> gun nut gun nut blows own nuts off is hailed oh. as a hero by a group of men who point guns at their nuts. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> On August 11th, the man, a member of the Loaded Guns Pointed at Venus group, started posting a live video of himself pointing a gun at his, you know, genitalia. When the gun his accidentally... Penis. <laughs> his penis. When the gun <laughs> accidentally went off. Uh, and what other people would call a negligent discharge. <laughs> please tell me this is an onion story. No, please. it's not. <laughs> oh, the, no. the video was swiftly deleted. And the man subsequently posted a, a picture showing blood spattered everywhere. And the caption, boys, I think I effed up. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I'd say anytime you end up shooting yourself in the nuts, it's a bad day. It's a mad, it's a bad day, man. And that is that is a real story. That is not the onion. <laughs> I, I that, got nothing. Yeah, what? Well, neither I, do, I'm hurting. Neither does he now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad I could set you up there. <laughs> 
<laughs> if there's anybody who would just knock that one out of the park, Justin, I knew it was going to be you. I do know what his favorite sports brew soundbite is, though. You said balls. <laughs> Because he has no balls. I mean, maybe he just, you know, hopefully he has one left and he can just nickname the other one Lance, I guess. Oh, no. Too soon. Too soon. What do you mean that's too soon? (laughs) 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 All right, Chewie. Anyway, so yeah, that, that I mean, I saw that story. I I had saved that one specifically for Mark. I was a little disappointed oh that uh, he wasn't able to rally up and and join us tonight. But you know, I mean, it's just uh, these these work weeks are are weird, and some of them are tough, and a lot of the tech support things they're just really hard. I mean, depending on what, how many people you're supporting, it doesn't matter if you work from home or if you're in an office or whatever. I mean, just that it's a lot of it's just a lot of workload for some of those things right now. Believe oh, yeah. me, I know. <laughs> I just spent a whole week outside, um, and I've got another you know three weeks of Lord knows what helping to provide some service and get units and all, all the things that are involved with you know hardware, software, and tech support. So not terribly fun, but a necessary function to keep everything else going. So, dims the brakes. But I, I saved that story for Mark. I'm so disappointed that he's not here uh, to enjoy that. But, uh, yeah, that is a real – that's a real story. That's a real story. <laughs> oh, it makes me squirm just thinking about it. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> uh, can we just change the subject? How about, how about a salute o'clock or something? Let's a just salute o'clock? Okay, sure, we, we can do that. You know what? Fair point, fair point. We were supposed to circle around uh, back to baseball, and I guess the guy blowing off his nuts is probably a good reason to do that. Um, what I've got at the moment, of course, I have my Hundy, the old hunter-proof Captain Morgan, and uh, the classic Mexico. And I also have my three-notched goes to the James APA. So, oh, American Pale Ale. I do love some three-notch, man. Um, rocking a little 5.1, 35 IBUs. I'm going to savor the flavor right now with a sip on this bad boy. Randy, what you got? I decided to break out a classic because it's been too damn long since I've had it. I got myself a uh, Dragon's Milk from New Holland. Nice. I have missed this so much. I just forget how good it actually tastes sometimes. Dragon's Milk is quality, man. That's a good beer. Good beer. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think Shannon has passed out on the podcast a couple of times with Dragon's Milk. (laughs) I believe (laughs) Oh, it, it it gets you, man. That, that dragon milk will sneak up and uh, put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking this fine evening, Mister well, McGuffin? I've had a hodgepodge of things tonight, but at the very moment, I'm having Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Quality. Now, yeah, now, now I I do like Oktoberfest as a change of pace beer. I, I can't do that as like a primary thing. I know some people look. There's two things that that happen in the fall that a lot of people love that I don't. Um, pumpkin everything. I hate it. <laughs> and, and I largely I love Oktoberfest, but for the most part, I don't like Oktoberfest beers. There are a few, and again, it's a change of pace. But I love Oktoberfest, just not the Oktoberfest beers that a lot of the seasonal ones that a lot of breweries kind of pump out. Which almost seems like borderline beer criminal. So sorry, y'all. 
Well, I'll tell you, man. I I emailed uh, Fine Creek the other day, and I'm mm-hmm. like, their their Oktoberfest was one of the best I've ever tasted. They only made one keg of it last year. So one keg. Like, well, they were just like testing it out, and like it was actually one of the best I've ever tasted. So I emailed them the other day. I'm like, are you guys doing this again? And they're like, yes. And like end of September, they're trying to be like in tradition with uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah as like germany so did you, did you reserve your keg <laughs> oh i'm i'm buying about you know so, some nice guy sent me a nice gift card to that place so i'm gonna buy me a lot of crowds <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i kind of felt like i you know uh you, you you got some extra night drops from the dog so figured figured you probably needed a little uh a uh, little, little extra on that. Thank you. So, thank you. That's no, all right, man. Thank you. Seriously, <laughs> but you know it, it. For you know those people that don't know, I got to watch Blue while Justin took his family on vacation, and you know Blue, God bless her. She's on her last legs, and I, I was very happy to bring her over, let her and Muffin have some fun times. But <laughs> and um, well, we had a few accidents in the house. I had to sleep with her in the garage one night. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. And Amber made sure to tell us about that. I was like, oh, sorry. Man. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but Amber did. So, <clears throat> yeah. you know, whatever. That's okay. Um, well, well, thank you for loving up on the dog. Thank you for spooning with my dog. I appreciate that. Well, she had her bed. I had Muffin's oh, bed. So, okay. you know. <laughs> That's kind of how that went, you know. So, but, yeah, we had a crazy electrical storm, too. It took out our um, yeah. our Verizon box outside. It took mm-hmm. the inbox inside, and it took out our uh, DVR. That's crazy, and our, dude. And our HDMI outlets and our TV. Oh, that sucks. Damn, man. So, yeah, it, it it was crazy. Gotcha. That stuff's so. got you good, man. Golly. It also took out the uh, president's ability to pronounce Yosemite. When their eyes widen in amazement as old faithful burst into the sky, when they gaze upon Yosemites, Yosemites <laughs> towering... So- <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. Come <laughs> on, man. Oh, my God. I have not heard that. Yosemites, Yosemites. <laughs> Yosemites, Yosemites. <laughs> Day drinking, man. Welcome to, welcome, welcome to quarantine. When they gaze upon Yosemites, Yosemites, towering sequoias. <laughs> At least he didn't say towering suck on you. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that probably crossed his mind. He went, wait a second. Nope. Wrong word. Maybe. Oh. Oh. Does this motherfucker get people to brief him on his speeches? He doesn't. He doesn't read briefings, dude. (laughs) Unless they deliver a briefing in a pop-up book form. What do you think that dude's going to do, man? Oh, oh God! Oh Lord! Oh my Lord! <sighs> I'll, I'll... I can't. Well, according to Stormy Daniels, those pop-up books are a short story anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, according to him, hashtag fake news. Fake you know? news. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Oh, it's not just Whitfield that needs a little shaggy, clearly. Oh, 45, man. (laughs) It wasn't me. Yosemites. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, okay. (laughs) I feel feel better. I needed some laughter on on this Freestyle Friday. I needed some cheap humor. And uh, we can certainly count on 45 for that. There is no no doubt, man. Yosemites. (laughs) Yosemites, dude. You know know what I'm really disappointed about with Mark not being here? And God bless. I don't know if he's going to listen to the podcast. He might, but then he might be like, damn it, Justin talking about the retro pie and me need a keyboard. Fucker. (laughs) I don't know what he's going to think about that. But uh, I really wanted to drop this. Because I could swear we talked about Charlie Daniels and we, and we dropped a, you know, rest in peace. I thought we did the other week. I know I intended, or the other month. <laughs> I know I intended to, but maybe, maybe we didn't actually get to it. Uh, but rest in peace, Charlie Daniels. Uh, Devil went down to Georgia. I, I love that song as a kid. I still think it's a, it's a, oh, yeah. it's an incredible track. Um, Heard it live in person. But one of one of Mark's favorite bands did a did a cover. Nice. Quick, Shannon, do you know who this is? Disturbed? Not disturbed. No, no I don't know. I, I know who it is. Randy does. I'm not surprised. Remember, remember, Shannon, he did say it was Mark's favorite band. Oh, Tool. This is not Tool. Oh, sorry, sorry. Nickelback. Yeah! Let's <laughs> go. Third time's a charm. So I was totally looking forward to bringing Mark into Nickelback. The devil went down to Georgia. You know what? Nickelback released an album today. We know where Mark is. He's listening to it. The truth comes out. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about that. Yes. Mark's listening to the Nickelback album. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And he's not here to deny it. So no, he's not. He's, he's, he's not here tonight. <laughs> Who would have thought, Mark, the secret Nickelback fan? He is. You know, if there was one concert he'd make it to, it would be Nickelback this year. And with good Charlotte opening for them. Oh, my God. (laughs) Special guest appearance by Lenny Kravitz. (laughs) By the way, did you see that thing where Smash Mouth had a the the concert? Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Honest honest question here, guys. Honest question. If you were to risk your life for one concert, now you had to go to one band for one concert. You had to go. It is not going to be Smash Mouth. Fuck no. No, it's not going to be Smash Mouth. But like these these people risk their lives for Smash Mouth. Like, if you had to risk your life for a concert, for one concert, who would you go see? That's actually a tough question. That That's a really good question. I think it, it would have to be a concert that I know I'm going to enjoy and that I know material. Um, 
So clearly I'm going to choose Kiss. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe. You know what? I would try to get Mark. I think Mark and I, I would drag Mark along with me. And if there was only one show I could see, it would be Cardi B. Because I'd want to know that before I died, I was able to appreciate this track live. Catch a charge, extra large and extra hard. Put this cookie right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a kegel. I'm kind of wild. She just dropped I do a kegel in this song. Oh, dear God. Look at my thighs. It's wet. It's wet. Come take a dive. Tie me up like I'm surprised. Let's role play. I wear the skies. I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. <laughs> you know, the, the bad thing is I hear WAP or whatever, and I can't help but think of this. <laughs> So I've decided instead of WAP, that song needs to be called WIPE. And just remember, kids, double fly. <laughs> if the offspring, if we had an offspring remix, it would be double plot for this white guy. <laughs> oh God! I hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you're welcome. What can I say except you're welcome? What can I say? Of course you had that ready to Anybody listening to the last five minutes of the podcast may be like, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I'd like the last five minutes of my life back, too. Thanks, Cardi B. <laughs> I think that... Did we just make the Shardy B remix? <laughs> Wow, Shardy B. And always, if you got a chart, if you're sharding, if you're sharding, take a shot. Be, be sure to shake it off. Oh my that last God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Damn it, McGuffin. Shard it off. Shard it off. Woohoo! <laughs> so that's what we think of Smash Mouth. Shard it off. 
I'm sorry, but I wouldn't go see Smash Mouth if I was, if I was risking my life. No. <laughs> Neither would Cardi B or Shardy B. Neither would Shardy B. <laughs> Uh, double ply for a white guy. That's no, double, double, double ply for a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need the farts. And Todd's like, oh my god, will you guys stop? <laughs> it's like an episode of South Park over here. Oh my goodness. By the way, I like how I ran into Todd. Uh, they was, he was <laughs> to a baseball game with, uh, with the boys. And um, Todd, it was, it was good to see you, by the way. It was good to see you, brother. Uh, haven't seen you in forever. And yes, we do need to go out and have some beers. We still haven't been to a housewarming party at Todd's house. So I get the quarantine deal, but we can we can hang out outside and have some beers. It's very doable. Anyway, so we're uh, <laughs> Todd, and we're just chatting, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I miss you guys. When are you, when are you gonna do another podcast?" And I'm like, "Well, we did one uh, a couple weeks ago. Didn't you listen to it?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" And so I'm like, "Look it up on iTunes, bro." He's like, "Well, I'm subscribed to you guys. I didn't see it." And so he gets his phone and he starts looking it up. And he's not subscribed to us anymore. And I was like, Todd, what the hell? <laughs> so I made sure he fixed his subscription. So, yeah, Dude. that's right, Todd. We may drop your song for that one. <laughs> you were saying. Drop what song? Yeah, Tootie Fruity. We'll drop yeah. that one. <laughs> mm, mm. Mm. Or not. Or not. <laughs> mm. Mm. We can't do that to our guy, Todd. No, why, no. We can't do that. Well, I mean, we could, but I mean, we could. We could. Seriously. But I mean, if he gives us free beer, I mean, we we would. Say, don't be a dick, that, Shannon. <laughs> that's how. That's how Todd's. Gonna, that's how Todd's going to make it up uh, to all all of us. Free beer. Free beer. That you know, Todd. I'm glad we came to this agreement. Tonight, awesome. <laughs> thank us you, free Todd. Beer. You're going to get us free free beer. And look, 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 all I'm saying is don't, don't, don't go Rex Ryan on us, man. Let's make sure we play like the fucking New York Jets and not some fucking slapdick team. You hear That's that, right. Todd? <laughs> anyway, it's good to see you, brother, man. I hope things are all right with the fam and, you know, grinding and all, all the stuff you got going on too, man. It's good to see your, it's good to see your mug out there. Anywho, you know, that or if we have to, we'll just give him the Shardy B Fartaconda remix. I mean, if, if if I feel sufficiently motivated, I swear to God, I will take Adobe. I, I will work in Adobe Edition, and I will take those tracks and I will mash them up. Oh my God. <laughs> if I feel so inspired, that would be pretty good too. I think we were supposed to circle back to baseball. We talked a little bit about Kittle, Kelsey, players opting out, and briefly talked about the Cardinals and Joe Kelly getting his eight-game suspension and then reduced to five and Altuve and, and just some randomness. And I think we have spent the best part of an hour 
just shooting the breeze and acting like fools. So, In other words, welcome to the Sports Brew. <laughs> in, a, in a typical episode of the Sports Brew. Mm-hmm. Um, no, if you want to go back to baseball, I want to, I want to know is what the fuck's going on in Miami that 19 players and a coach just all test positive for COVID. It's like, seriously, you're supposed to be quarantined going into where's that, play a game. Where's that gif of Bugs Bunny just pushing Florida or sawing Florida yeah, off saw, the United yeah. States, right? Just saw it off. You know, I don't know. I'm still hard pressed to see how. I mean, at some point, there's going to be a price to pay um, with the Cardinals, with the Marlins, and I know like you can make these arguments. Well, the Marlins actually had a really strong record to start, which is amazing that for all the crap they've been through, like they had a phenomenal record. Um, but I mean, at some point, like you're going to run out of time to make up games. I could swear I heard somewhere like the like the Cardinals were gonna have, for them to play the same schedule that after I don't remember if it was forty five games in fifty five days or fifty five games in forty five days or something. There's like no way. Like how are you gonna make that work? They can't even stay healthy. I mean, God bless. I you know you have to give kudos to the NBA for how they've managed the bubble situation, and we understand that the rosters are smaller. Okay, we know that. And they're trying to finish a season, right? So it's not the full league in the bubble. We get that. But I think the NBA did a, a really good job, and they've had a few miscreants and mishaps, like the dude, you know, reaching across to get food from his driver or whatever. You know, people sneak into the club for some wings. We get it. Not perfect. But they've handled that fairly well. Baseball, you know, I've heard all kinds of rando stories and innuendos about players going out and violating like the tenets of <laughs> like trying to quarantine whether it's to get food whether it's to go out on the town whether it's to hang out and I could swear it was the Marlins Randy I don't know if if, if who manages the Marlins oh, Matt- it's Mattingly right yeah yeah so it was the Marlins and so they had this decision about well are we gonna play and they, they made this decision to like text messages right and they were like yeah we'll play I mean, it's just, it's just some of the stuff is incredible, and you're like, you can't do that. You can't have this laissez-faire, half-ass approach to the Rona. Can, can I begin to, to tell you how annoyed I get? And I, I know people feel differently about the masks. I get it, right? But let me tell you what. <laughs> if I'm in a building, and I'm within, like, a couple feet of you, and you're breathing at me, and you don't have a mask on... I'm not your freaking friend. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> right? Back up. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, back up, dude. And and this is regular regular Joe stuff. We're not professional sports athletes. You're not talking about millions, if not billions of dollars on the line. Bro, take it seriously. Do you want to finish the season? Do you want to get to the playoffs? Do you want to have a World Series? Do you want to not have adverse impacts to your salary structure going forward? You know, part of what Dion's talking about is the reality that you are replaceable. In a lot of sports, for a lot of players, it's very true. But the other thing that's very real, uh, all kidding aside, and we've, we've <laughs> certainly <laughs> had some fun tonight, but one thing that's very real is what the financial impact is going to be of the lost revenue. Think about what college basketball lost losing March Madness and then facing the prospects of who knows what this coming season will be. That's impact for like organizations and for universities. Well, they don't have a salary cap, right? 
So let's take that up a notch. Why do you think these these teams and these leagues are so desperate to play? It's money. And if you're a player, if you opt out, or if your your league doesn't play and you don't have gate revenue, which is really not super, I mean, it's important, but it's not super important, but you don't have TV revenue or playoff it's, money, yeah. that's big time dollars. The TV revenue is uh, the big thing. TV revenue is huge. So let alone all of D-Stat's favorite degenerates betting on games, but you know, if you have adverse impacts and essentially re- reductions in salary caps <clears throat> and and those I mean you you're talking about some very very <clears throat> real world impacts that will hurt the players bottom lines. Those things are coming. It's bad enough to lose the games, all right? It's tough enough in college sports. But once you get to the pros, with the money that's on the line, it's not just the organizations that lose. It's not just the institutions that lose. It's not just the fans that lose. It will be the players that lose. And that's a very real impact and outcome of this. So you have to take it seriously. And as far as I'm concerned, if I'm Manfred... If I'm a commissioner, if I'm an owner or a governor or whatever the hell people want to call it at this point, I'm dropping the hammer on people that act like dumbasses. Because if you can't handle yourself in a bubble or handle yourself with quarantine and being smart and being in a, a team facility, and look, I'm not saying it's easy. We know it's not. But I am saying... That for professional athletes, that is your job. And part of your job right now is not just to play the game, it's to protect the game. Which means part of your job is to protect you. That means not sneak in your side piece in in some Seattle Seahawks gear. Or maybe that was his girlfriend, it doesn't matter. Okay? You have to make reasonable decisions in context of a pandemic. And being stupid is not a reasonable decision. And you've yeah. there's enough examples now that if you weren't sure what was pushing the boundaries, or maybe it was a too far, you've had a couple of knuckleheads that have clearly shown you what's too far. Dial it back. Focus on your craft. Focus on your sport. Focus on your team, man. If you if you, if y'all want to get through the season, it's got to be teamwork. And as far as I'm concerned, if you have an organization that is either woefully incompetent or negligent, punish them. Punish them. They're going to lose games and lose players <clears throat> and not be able to play all their stuff anyway. Kick them out. Punish them. Forfeit. Whatever. Make a point. Make a point, because because at some point with baseball, you know, I don't think they can contain it as well as the NBA has. I don't think it's reasonable. Not until maybe you get lit, you know, to the point that it's the playoffs, and maybe you could bubble up the AL and the NL until they, you know, get to the World Series. Maybe, but at some point, if if a team misses thirty games, they can't make them up. Like, what do you do with them? Do you say, well, your winning percentage is good? Okay, you deserve to be in the playoffs. Like, can, I mean, can you do that? No. Like, at, at at what point do you say 
you've missed too many games. At what point do you say, well, like, and how do you figure it out? And again, it's different for a team that did something dumb versus maybe, you know, they played against somebody that did something dumb and they got adversely impacted. I mean, I, I you have to sort you have to sort that out, but you know, I mean, <sighs> I hate to say it, I think we're going to find out because I, you're right. You can't make up all these games, especially if you keep messing up. And there's no way. Yeah, it's and you you can't sit there and be like, well, you know, like you were saying, you have a good you have a great record. It's right up there. You deserve to be in first <clears throat> place, make the playoffs. No. Not, not when you have all these other teams who played the full schedule, who'd followed all the rules. I mean, and if, let's be honest, out of all the sports so far, out of the one league that I'm impressed with the most has been the NHL. Not a single player. They've all – and you would think with how, you know, it's just how physical that, that game is and how close they always are to each other. And yet you don't see anything about NHL players no. being testing positive for COVID. It's damn impressive how they've handled it. I mean, look at the NHL. There you go. That That's how you need to run it. The, the, the NHL and the NBA have done an admirable job. And you're right. Um, you're absolutely right about the NHL. I kind of, I kind of I glossed over that thinking about the NBA. And I'd, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten it. But so thank you for bringing that back to the forefront. But you're correct. I don't know what all the factors are that go into it. But being stupid isn't going to help. No. I mean, <clears throat> we've even seen some NFL players and even coaches. Anthony Lynn for the Chargers mm-hmm. testing positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. So you know with football, there's going to be a real issue. And I think that's also going to play a factor in the college football with what remaining conferences have not canceled their seasons yet. Because you see these coaches and some of these players that even though they're being as safe as they can be for being as close as they are, there's still random cases popping up. And with NCAA, with college football, Division One, Division Two, whatever, you you're putting students at risk who aren't. You don't want to put. You just want to do that. You don't want to have to have that liability on your hands. Well, it's just regardless of how anybody may individually feel about the pandemic right whether you th- if you think it's bs you think it's bs i got an, i know enough people that do enough different things i can tell you i'm quite confident it's not bs <laughs> all right it's one thing for you as an individual to stick that out it's another thing when you cross that bridge and it's something where you need an organized response Right. And with team sports, you need an organized response because that's the only way you're going to navigate the waters of it. That's it. You know, if you got people going in all different directions or disregarding the protocols or whatever, you might start a season, you ain't finishing a season. Exactly. There's just no way. Because you're, you're, you're just, it, it's going to take organized, collaborative effort and minimizing stupidity. It might pop anyway. It might get bad anyway. But look, don't invite it in. Right? Don't invite it in. Just don't be a moron. Don't invite it in. 
the thing is, is we think it's bad now, but it's going to get to the point where fall, winter's coming. We're going to have it's flu season. People are going to be exactly. freaking out. It's going to be the flu. They're not going to know if they have the Rona or something else going on. They're, I mean, mercifully, at least the professional athletes get tested a ton. But yeah, and I've heard what the testing is, and yeah, that's that's not pleasant from what I understand. No, that that swab goes pretty deep. <laughs> that's what she said. Hey, um, <laughs> let's, let's let's tickle your brain just a little bit with that swab. Yeah, uh, but I get why the NFL is trying to have a season. Like you said, it's about revenue. It's about the TV, the stuff with the TV. It's all about the money. They it's have about the money. Things like that. It's about the money. It's not. Believe me. They're not. They're not really trying to have a season purely for the fans. <laughs> that's not. Nope. What, that's not what the, they're doing. You mean the empty stands that might have cardboard cutouts, mm-hmm. kind of like MLB does right now? I love. I love that. I love that. The cardboard cutouts are a hoot. My favorite one is the uh, the dude from uh, Weekend at Bernie's. That was phenomenal. That was yes. great. That was that was fantastic. Whoever did that, that was like perfection. Yes. Brilliant, brilliant. And I, I, I read. Always- go ahead. I, like, I always find it uh, humorous watching some of these color commentators. It's like, oh, look, there's a home run. Hey, you just hit my daughter or you hit my dog or you hit so-and-so's <laughs> dog or something. It, it, it's, it's just adds an interesting dimension to the game. Just uh, Granted, I don't blame them for pumping in the crowd noise because there is a lot of stuff going on that mm-hmm. you know uh, coaches call out and things like that that you don't normally get to hear. Of course. So I give them kudos for doing that. I think it's probably what's going to happen with the NFL this year. If there are games, we obviously we think there's going to be games, but pumping in crowd noise works to a degree. But can you imagine? I mean, it wor- it, Shannon, it wor- it's worked for the Colts for forever. <laughs> so, but can you, know. you imagine the NFL with no crowd noise, uh, all the shit we'd get to hear? Maybe. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like the XFL on the sideline when the reporter goes up to someone and interviews them right after a big play, and you hear guys just saying, Fuck shit, cunt on the sideline. <laughs> I, that's I, just the hound. I, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know the hound was on the uh, on the sideline over there. Can you imagine pretty... all the trash talk we would be privy to if there was no crowd noise pumped into the stadiums? Eat shit, wolf. <laughs> Lots. Exactly. That'd be phenomenal. Be, every every NFL game would be TVMA. <laughs> yes. That was uh, Mark in high school football. That <laughs> someone would talk shit to him. Cunts. <laughs> Man, mm, mm, mm. Uh, no. In all seriousness, uh, obviously sports isn't the same, but I'm really happy to see that at least some of these leagues are getting it right, and that they're really trying they, as I mean, hard as they're they trying. Can. They're trying, but it, you know whether we're talking about sports or schools or uh, an, uh, an NGO or it doesn't matter your, your local whatever your place of employment. You know, at some point, either you want to get through this thing and get to the other side, or you're going to be a moron about it. So it's just the reality of it. And there's a balance in it. Regardless of what you believe or agree or disagree with, um, there are adverse outcomes and real impacts. And for professional sports leagues, there's enough money on the line that they need, if you're going to get through your season, tighten it up. Get your wings later, bro. I, I, look, nobody's asking, you know, it's not like the NBA has to do, do their full 82-game schedule, right? They have a, a you know, the, the restart, some play-in games, and then we're off to the playoffs. So it's compressed. You know, they're about a month in. I know I know that's tough. I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd want to be away from my family for, you know, two months. I hear it, right? 
I mean, there's challenges. There's issues. But, I mean, oh. everybody's dealing with all kinds of ridiculousness right now. How, how cool was it the other night that the Phoenix Suns had their uh, the players' families do the intros, man? That was uh, that was phenomenal. That that was uh, very very nice. It's very great. well done. And there's lots of little things that you can do to help you know give a taste to home or to help just try to navigate this stuff. And uh, look, nothing's going to be perfect, but again, just minimize stupidity. Lindy, this is for you, as old Belichick would say: do your job, right? Just do your job. Even if you hate it, even if you disagree with parts of it, just do your job so that everyone else can do theirs. Uh, by just, the way, by the way, big hit for the Green Bay Packers. Devin Funches has opted out. I mean, phew, season's over, y'all. Forget about it. <laughs> that guy still plays? No. <laughs> Bro, that dude played like one or two games for the Colts, and that was it last year. Like, he had a season-ending injury, and... Of course, they didn't re-sign them. And Justin, what you were saying yeah. before, like with the the NBA guys, uh -huh. get a little taste of home and do your job, even if you don't like it. it sounded like I was on deployment back in the Navy. So right. Thank yeah. you for that. You're welcome. I'm I'm glad I'm glad I could I'm glad I could help uh, you know uh, stir up some you classic know, memories. Some of those so. guys are getting a little taste of military life when you're away from your family and you can't yeah. be in contact with them so it's tough it, it's I, tough I get it's it. not it's easy tough. like no. I, I know those guys they they want to go out and do some things but if if you're going to get paid and you go do your job you got to do it all the way unlike the city with the streets here they have they actually have holes to fill right <laughs> 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 They, they want to pound something other than the pavement. I understand. Okay, we get it. Oh but my God. shoot your shot on the court, gents. And no side pieces and uniforms to your room. No. Okay? No. It's like all I got out of that was fill holes and pound. So. <laughs> Park that truck in a small garage. <laughs> <clears throat> Whatever Cardi B said. Whatever Shardy B was singing about. I'm not sure. Shardy B. Mm -hmm. Where are we at time-wise, Captain? We're ready for a break is where we're at time-wise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. surprisingly, I need a new beer. <laughs> I, need, I need a new mixed drink and a new beer. And Same. since, since I, the kids aren't going to wake me up at 7 a.m., uh, I'm good. The other the other night, I I I, and I should have known better. I should, Shannon, you probably you probably totally relate to this. Okay. Um, but you know, sometimes like you're like, oh, I'm just gonna finish this beer or watch this show, or it's really not that late. I'm tired, but it's not that late. Let me let me just chill on the couch for a few minutes, and then boom, like you're out, right? Yep. And so the other night, Sarah went up to bed. We uh, we're watching uh, Shameless, which I, I love that show, but I love Shameless. Great show. Uh, it's nuts. It, that show was bananas, but I love that show. Uh, but anyway, so we're watching that, and then she's going to bed. I'm like, well, I'm going to watch the news and then maybe watch PTI or something. And, you know, I'm drinking this overly robusto, heavy-duty beer, and I'm like, oh, God, you know, all of a sudden it's really warm and comfortable. I'm like, let me just chill for a second. I should go to bed. No, I'm going to be fine in about 10 minutes. So... What I think is 10 minutes turns out to be a couple hours, and I wake yep. up, and I'm like, oh, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And so I go, 
well, there's my beer, so I have a sip, and I'm like, oh, I should get up and go to bed, but I really want to finish this beer, but before <laughs> I finish this beer, let me lay down on this sofa and stretch out for a minute. Boom. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's 5 a.m., and I'm like, okay, if I don't go to bed now, the kids are going to be in my face at 6.30, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't need the beer anymore. Let me brush my teeth. I'll put the beer in the fridge and I'll go upstairs. And so I went actually up to bed bed, right, at about 5 a.m. But, you know, it's the sofa. The sofa, like, so getting suckered in, man. It'll get you. Yeah, sometimes you just got you just got to go ahead and shut it down and, you know, fight <laughs> that fight another night. You know what I'm saying? Understood, my it's, man. It was a mistake, man. It's a mistake, bro. Just get a little comfortable yeah, and just, oh, you're out. Yeah, but it feels so good. You know, that's what happened. That's what ha was happening to these players trying to sneak these people in. They're like, oh, they're trying to sneak in their comfy couch, right? <laughs> don't <know>? do it. <laughs> don't bed. Don't do it, man. Their comfy couch. That's yeah. a new one. Yeah, get to just <laughs> settling in. You know, settling in and getting warm and comfortable with don't Shardy B. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens, man. Parking that car in that garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Working on the, you know, fail horn, blow up doll, pull out method. All of those things. Oh, no. <laughs> the Mini Cooper in the double car garage. <laughs> the, what? The mid <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and uh, I tell you what, let's take a break and refill our beverages. We'll come back. I got a couple things I want to get to. Let's try to be efficient on the back end of this. Whoa, let's uh, easy <laughs> liquor in the <laughs> liquor in the front, poker in the rear. Um, let's, let's try to be efficient on the back end of this. Uh, but look, as always, you can find a sports brew keywords of sports and brew. Whether it's on Twitter with VA Sports Brew or on Facebook at Sports Brew, um, you can track the podcast down, of course, on our home feed on Podbean. We're also on iTunes. That's for you, Todd. We're on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, and a couple of other services. Google Play, which I think is getting you know killed, uh, but I've got some other services. LiveSportsCaster.com. LiveSportsCaster.com. That's true. And a, and a couple other things. And uh, there's some other stuff coming up. I'm going to go ahead and, and get us set up with uh, the Amazon services and some other things. They'll read off our Podbean feed. Uh, so you'll be able to look if you like stupid humor and a couple of morons talking some sports and some beer and some pop culture and about farts, then you found the podcast for you. So thank you. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, we'll take a break. <laughs> we need refills and we'll see you in a few minutes, <laughs> which y'all will know because I'm going to edit it down to three seconds <laughs> or as we like to call the Whitfield break. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Awesome. <laughs> Hashtag Savage AF. Oh! Oh, all right. Time for a pump and go. Three, two, one. Whitfield. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man, Matt, we love you. What is it that, what did, what is it that they say about, like, um, with God? And I really think this is mostly true. It's like the people that you're nicest to you hate, and the people that you're the meanest to you love. <laughs> and it's like it's like guy like Sarah completely doesn't understand 
like, we roast the ones we love. Yeah, we roast the ones we love. And and Sarah is like, you guys are so mean to each other. Why? And I'm like, I'm like, well, it's we laugh, thing. we laugh, we vent, we think it's funny, or at least some of us at times think think it's funny. <laughs> And and then we just give each other grief. I don't. I've I've always viewed it as this very weird outlet with the world. And I think being able to vent and BS and roast each other, I think it's a hoot. And thank God we've got each other who we can poke the bear and laugh and make fun of poops and shits and kids and jobs and you know, any number of things in between and uh, have a good time with it. So anyway, Whitfield, we love you, bro. Where I don't know where you're at at, at the moment, but uh, Shardy B might. So on that note, we'll be back. Then out and didn't tell us. <laughs> freaking cesspitus. <laughs> it's freaking cesspitus. A cesspitus for the rest of us. <laughs> That's Whitfield. <laughs> cesspitus of the sports group. Yeah, yeah. The festivus cesspitus for the rest of us. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude that's glorious that's a keeper that's Some a cesspitus right for there. the rest of us is a keeper thanks Whitfield. Yeah, that's a win all right taking a break <laughs> all right man had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes and uh whew, came back lightened the load in the bladder got a fresh beverage we were shooting the breeze and all of a sudden we were like oh man we've been talking like other stuff for like 20 or 30 minutes. It's like warming up for the podcast. You never know how long the warm-ups are going to go when we're just chatting and hanging out and having fun. And uh, we did that in the middle of this thing, too. So thank you, Shardy B, that overly extended break, which, of course, to anybody listening, it's only like a three-second time, you know, chunk between segments. That's an edit, by the way. <laughs> Anywho, well, uh, let's get back on the stick and have some fun with a couple of things. I will say, although I do have legitimate concerns for the NFL season, uh, I've realized that I absolutely have to watch Hard Knocks again. Because while it's not as enjoyable as a football game, you do get some entertaining moments out of that. And this might be an all-timer. I don't know if you've heard this yet, but it's, it's Sean McVay talking about porta-potties on oh, Hard Knocks. And also, don't be the guy that takes a shit in the porta-potties. All right, I, I, I went in there, I about threw up. All right, have a little bit more uh, social awareness. That's to take a piss, don't take a shit in the porta potties. All right? Somebody's sitting in the porta potties. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, bro. I mean, think about where the fuck you are. You're in California during the middle of fucking summer doing training Somebody camp. Good luck. Somebody upon a hard crew is sitting in the porta potties. <laughs> <laughs> I, for, I forgot it was the Rams this year. <clears throat> yeah. I honestly forgot it was the Rams. Oh, man. Hard Knocks has, has the two LA teams, the Rams and the Chargers, which... And that's a perfect time for the team to pr practice their squatting. <laughs> oh, God. But you, you know what? You're right, though. This this is definitely going to be an interesting take this year because with COVID, mm -hmm. seeing how teams actually are trying to do their best to social distance but, yes. and stay healthy and... So, yeah, I, I think this year I definitely want to watch more than other years just for that alone. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if McVeigh is going to be that funny, I got to watch it just for some of those episodes. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, subscribe to HBO again. Uh, hit yeah, me with that, you, hit me with that soundbite again, Justin. Don't be the guy that takes a shit in the porta potties. <laughs> All right? I, I, I went in there. I about Dear Mark, 
And also, don't be the guy that takes some shit All right? I, oh, I, I went in Justin. there, I about threw up. All right? I had a little bit more uh, social awareness. Social awareness. That's, to take a piss, don't take a shit in the porta potties. Right. Somebody's sitting in the porta potty. Seriously. Seriously. Sorry, not sorry. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. You're going to have to do Somebody that sound by with the Cardi B stuff in the, the background. No. <laughs> Look, D Stat knows all about Shardy B. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> D-Stat knows all about Shardy. By the way, is that what happened to Mark? Do you remember Mark's old Walgreens picture? Walgreens picture where it was him as a cardboard cutout? And he I've had that? Too many, way too many times, yes. Yeah. That should be in an MLB stadium, right? In the stands. <laughs> that, you know what? You're right. That would be perfect. I think if nothing else, we should, we should you know, go fund me or, you know, come up with some scratch together and try to, like, get that a picture of Mark's cardboard cutout as a cardboard cutout in the stands. I think that would be hilarious. He would love it if it went to Nationals Park because he yeah. loves the Nationals. <laughs> can we can we photoshop Don't a, be can, a dick. can we photoshop a Bryce Harper <laughs> can we photoshop a Bryce Harper jersey on it? Oh god. <laughs> oh, that fucker. Don't get me started considering he did a nice the game-winning single tonight against the Mets. Fuck that asshole. You feel that good about it, huh? Uh, yeah. And also, um, don't be the guy that takes a shit in the porta potties. <laughs> oh I think my that's God. a key. I, I do believe that's a keeper soundbite, though. Look, you know when it's hot outside and it's nasty. Yeah, don't don't dump in the porta potties, yeah, man. Guy, man. Don't don't be that look, guy. Look, I hate taking garbage out to the damn dumpster just because of how hot it's been oh. out and how that shit cooks. <laughs> I can only imagine what it smells Bruh. like after someone's taking a shit in a porta potty in a hundred degree weather. Fuck that. It, it, no. it's, yeah, that's bad mojo, man. That's bad. That's bad mojo, dude. Don't do it. Don't do don't it. Do it. Also, a no, file sir. under a file under. Don't do it. Lamar Jackson publicly talking about the Ravens trying to sign Antonio Brown. Don't do it. No. Don't bro. don't do it. That, that that is a cancer you do not need. No, don't do it. I'm pretty sure the NFL is just going to keep suspending him until he actually retires, right? But I even saw, I thought I saw something where he did retire, though. Ah, yeah, whatever. Bullshit. He talked about it. It does. It, it doesn't matter until he's actually retired and and not you know doing stupidity. Uh, right. You know, I'll believe it when I you know don't see it. I guess is the pro a proper answer but, on but, that. But yeah, exactly. You do not need but, that type of cancerous player no, on your team. No, you just no, don't. No, let him run yeah, routes. Brown, man, you, you good. Right. I mean, I know that's AB's cousin. I hear you. If he's working with you in the offseason, running routes, man, that's cool, man. But Lamar, you're <laughs> not nah, dog. No. Not, no, that's a no from me, dog. I, I know that maybe you can make an argument that a really strong, tight-knit locker room might be able to handle AB, and the Ravens, maybe they could. But the thing you got to remember is all the baggage with AB, don't forget that Baltimore is the land of Ray Rice. That is a really tough, that's a tough sell, given the Ray Rice debacle, to bring in a person like Antonio Brown.
Well, I mean, no Ed Reed on that team anymore because, uh, I mean, that was the heart and soul of that team for how many years? Forever. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you don't. I mean, I mean as, even as a Niners fan, I'm like, no, nah, mm, no, 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 no. Mm, I don't mm. care how much you want to throw him on, throw much of that thing, dude. No, just no. And, and don't try to sneak him in in some Seahawks gear. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just you saying. know what? Let him, let him ruin that team. As far as I'm concerned, go ahead. Sign with the Seahawks and ruin the team. I'm fine with that. <laughs> AB, yeah. yeah, you you would be. I, you know, I'd I'd, li- I'd I'd like to believe that he could have a last shot with his career, but it's just all the off field stuff. And it, I don't know. I mean, if he's played as played his way out of the league, and you know, what did we say earlier with like the the Rona stuff? Minimize the stupidity. Well, if you're going to minimize stupidity, you don't need Antonio Brown. So, just saying, you know, publicly lobbying for it? Eh, no, just no, no. You're I, an MVP, man. You, in, you don't in, need him. In the best, in the best case scenario, if his head was screwed on tight and he wasn't acting the fool, yes, he'd be a great weapon. He would be. That's a dangerous game to play. With I with mean, a, that's just a dangerous game to play, man. If the Patriots didn't keep him after last year, just just forget about it. Here's the thing. I do not doubt without a sh- in my mind that this dude has the skills still, but I think oh, he honestly, does. He does. Honestly, I just feel like he's taken too many shots to the head to where now it's more his mental stability is just con- constantly going downhill. Who, who knows? I, I who will knows? look, Randy, I will tell you like there I followed Twitter on this last year and mm-hmm. Someone had it nailed down to where um, I think it was perfect from Cincinnati. Yes. where he got a concussion, and they they had just basically seen never it, been the same. singled it down to that hit where never he got a same. concussion from him. That where everything started going downhill. Never been the same. And, and then never after been we the saw same with, since. And after what we saw with the Raiders last year with his issues with his helmet and things like that. And then once he finally got cut by the Raiders and the and his feet, him, his yeah, feet. I, it, that told Mm-mm. me right there that he mentally, from a mental standpoint, he was not fit to be on an NFL team. If it's just purely about football talent, he'd be on field. But the reality is in this environment, it's not, uh, there are some sensitivities, um, justifiably so, when it comes to domestic abuse or sexual misconduct or you know sexual assault allegations, you have to deal with those things. And I mean, for a for a guy that's marginal or for a guy that's a headache, you know, guys, the Washington football team, er, the Redskins, cut that dude. Now, granted, he hasn't delivered very much since he was drafted. But, but he was set to be the man this year. Maybe. We'll see. Well, I mean, he was set to be the man last year, too. Yeah, I mean, so. he, well, injury he, fla- he flashed some potential. He did have some moments. But the Redskins are, are deep at running back, dude. And depending yeah, on... It doesn't I, surprise I, me he got cut. No, 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 no. They, that, that's, a, that, that's a statement. I don't know. Would he have gotten cut if he was more productive and healthy? I don't know, maybe not, but the reality is that given his production and his injury history and their depth chart, once those things bubbled up, they walked away. See ya. 
Well, and it shows that Rivera is not really doesn't want to put up any bullshit. No, no, no. And he's always been that type of head coach, and that's why I think, I think you guys are heading in the right direction. I, I hope so, Reds, dear God. I hope so. I think with Del Rio and <clears throat> Rivera that 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 team is heading in the right direction. Now it's just getting the talent they want in and getting their everybody to buy into what they're selling. I think that's when you're going to see the Redskins start to make that change. Well, and you're talking about two coaches who have been head coaches before uh, both have made the playoffs. Exactly. They know what it takes to win. And, you know, if I'm. But also Rivera being part of that Super Bowl team back in the day from the Bears. Yes. I mean, he knows what it takes to win. Del Rio's had was a great linebacker, whether it was with the Vikings or the Cowboys. He was still a solid linebacker. These guys know what it takes to win. I think they've built a nice, given their history and operational context, I think Rivera and Del Rio are a strong pair. Can they get enough bodies? Can they get enough talent? I don't know. But the Redskins were not in the land. It's not like you're coming off of a you know, 20-year dynasty, right? Like New England right. or something. I mean, they've largely been a dumpster fire for a quarter century with a couple of blips here and there, but they really haven't done much in a very long time. So the bar is pretty low. <laughs> well, I and, blame Schneider and Bruce Allen. I know, I, I do too, but uh, if nothing else, respectability, competency, and you know, reestablishing the floor and working up, I think from an organizational standpoint, it's kind of like this, this conversation I have with a lot of people about Gibbs. Which was, when you look back and just talk about the record, if that's all you evaluate, you're missing the point of what Gibbs did when he actually came back. And then people also forget that they had the death of Sean Taylor in the middle of that, which fundamentally changed that team. But Gibbs got a lot, when you, if you go back and don't just look at Gibbs' record, but look at that roster, Gibbs got a lot out of what that roster actually is. Well, that it, speaks to just how good of a head coach he yes. really was. And I think with Rivera, what you want is to write the organizational ship, to have a direction, to work on identity, and to build a team. Now, is he going to be enough to get him over the hump? Who knows? But I think from a football organization, not the team whole as an organization, because that's not his deal, right? Although I think he'll help. But from a football, specifically the football team, that part of the organization, Rivera, to me, will get him going in the right direction. We'll see what comes of it. But I do expect a better football team, which is, of course, their name now, the Washington football team. So very convenient. WFT, WTF, whatever. <laughs> I think given the fact that he had to deal with the head case that is Cam Newton, that he should be able to pull that team together. Yeah, I, I hope so. It's still weird seeing Cam in a Patriots jersey. That's so strange. And the thing is, is I wonder if he will start the season as a starter or if mm. it's something that he's just going to be there to push. Was it Stinchcom or Stidicom or something like that? Yes. Stidham. 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 Mm-hmm. Stidham. There we go. Um, Both of Auburn gas, by the way. Justin's favorite football team. Here's the thing. But does Cam I, still have his laptop? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think we're going to see. Hey, mine. Given that Belichick can usually take players plug and play, he brought in Cam. I think Cam right now is more or less to the point of where he's just trying to prove it. 
that he still has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. Um, I don't think we're going to see him run as much. I, I think Belichick's going to be like, nah, no, 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 we're not doing that. But between, you know, having that second round pick, second round quarterback, and then him, it's going to be interesting to see what happens just because it's the first year without Brady. But I mean, even though, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, we had that one Brady injury that funk a long time ago. But yeah. 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 Met the Matt Castle playing, year, but yeah, but this is going to be a very interesting year because for the first time ever, you get Brady on a different team, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around. He's I know. It, 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 and you know, they got a ton of weapons out of Tampa, dude. I know a lot of all people these, are like, oh, yeah. Damn weapons I know. and Gronk. I'm I know. just like, wow, that the NFC South is going to be crazy this year. Yes. And- but I'm really curious to see what New England can do. I This is this is the year to prove it that just, just how good of a coach Belichick really is. So for the first time ever, I'm actually interested, invested and interested in what New England can do without <laughs> Tom Brady. But I mean, we saw what happened without Gronk, and there were a lot of hiccups last year. There were a lot. Yeah, of they, they did. I, I, I'm also when I think about that specifically, uh, there is a part of me that wonders if not that Brady had checked out. I don't think that's the right way to look at it, but if he was as vested as he needed to be. And I'm not sure if that's the case. And maybe that's a little revisionist history. Uh, could be. but And they had lots of challenges as a team. But you'd like to think, as a fan of football, even if you, you hate the Patriots and hate Brady, as a fan of football, as a point of curiosity, what he could be with Arians and with those weapons in Tampa Bay. I mean, they're crazy deep at tight end. I mean, there's certainly no team that has... You might have a singular better tight end, Kittles, but I don't know that any team in the league has the depth and the quality in their in their tight end depth chart that Tampa Bay has. They, I mean, they, they could, could, they could hey, run... Kept they kept Cameron Bray, right? Yes. Yeah. So they got Cameron Bray, they got O.J. Howard, and Gronk. Yes. That's that's a ridiculous three tight end set. No matter what I mean, you look at, they might break out a three. Like seriously, they might run three tight ends out on the field at one time. Oh, they will, and then have Evans out at wide yes. and for one of them. I mean that that is pretty ridiculous. I, I mean, problem, people... my, my, my problem is this year with Tampa Bay is even though offensively I think they're going to be fine, defensively they're solid. I just I hate the idea of going into the season. And seeing Tampa Bay kind of be similar to what we were expecting out of Cleveland last year. That's my big, but I know that it's a big difference between Baker Mayfield and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's sure. going to have, right, that Tom yes. Brady's going to have that locker room on running on all cylinders because I know that dude's a leader. No matter what people want to say about him, he is a damn leader. Yeah. You don't know when he's going to fall off. I mean, last year, I, I don't, I would be surprised if his. If he's full downward slide, I would think this is an opinion that he has a resurgence in Tampa of at least one year. It's hard to think he gets two. He might. Two's probably his ceiling at 43. Right. You know, uh, but I would think his approach, his being vested and wanting to prove Belichick wrong. Look, they, I think they have a functional relationship. I don't think they hate each other. I mean, they might, but I don't think that's the point. But the ability to prove 
that he can win without Belichick and Belichick's ability to prove that he can win without Brady, I think they're both very motivated to do that. So I certainly expect a resurgence out of TB12 down in Tampa, and they've got the weapons to do it. I mean, that, that team is ridiculously stacked um, with offensive skill players. And, you know, maybe the offensive line doesn't hold up. Maybe Brady gets hurt. I mean, who knows? I don't love Ronald Jones. LaShawn McCoy of a couple years ago was a whole different bag than LaShawn McCoy this year. So I'm not saying it's a perfect deal. But Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk, Howard, and Brate. I mean, they've got they've got a lot of bodies. And well, and Godwin keeps getting better year after yes. year. And I think the thing with McCoy is he's not a bad receiver out of the mm-hmm. backfield. And that's mm-hmm. something that Brady's always going to lean on yes. anyway. So I, I like the narrative. I like the stories for both Tampa Bay and New England this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be very vested in that because I'm going to be really curious to see just what these teams can be now that Brady's no longer in New England and Belichick's just got the reins himself. He's got to bring in, you know, he like you said, he brought in Cam. Yeah. And we all know that Cam isn't a horrible quarterback, even though as much as I dislike the man given his college career. <laughs> but – It'll be interesting to see how healthy he is considering what happened to him last year. So there's a lot of really interesting stories that of are going to drive are. New England. Of course. A lot of interesting stories are going to drive the the Bucks. You know, so and, and that's just two teams. Yes. You know, what what, what are we going to see out of Cleveland this year? Did they finally learn that even though everybody was like, "Oh, wow, we're rooting for you." You know, finally, are they going to become a team? Is someone like Doubtful. Baker Mayfield going to finally <laughs> take over now that there's n- new coaching staff? Unlikely. But, you know, what's going to happen with Roethlisberger as a Steeler and coming off that big injury? There's just there's a lot of these interesting questions that are coming into this season that I'm excited to see. It's a sh- it's a shame that we've got to deal with COVID during this because so, these these stories are huge. So let me run, run something by you. Uh, I had, I had, uh, was shooting a breeze with Whitfield a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, this was an idea I had and, uh, you know, kind of a trial balloon. Maybe you can help me iron out some kinks, iron out some details, but what if, right? Cause we know the coronavirus is a deal, right? We know it's going to impact the season in some capacity in some way. What if, the NFL operated and they said, you know what? We're going to have to lose some games. So let's chop, you know, five, six games off the season, right? So you got 10 or 11. You flip a coin, take your pick. So you play your division, you play your conference, and then you have a couple of games, rivalry game, something. So hear me out. Okay, bear with me for a second. What if, with the NFL, you cut some games off and you staggered it, right? So you play every two weeks because that guarantees you a quarantine period between games. So you have the AFC and the NFC and you offset them. So let's say next week, the NFC plays, and then they have two weeks. Well, the week after the NFC plays, the AFC plays. So every weekend, you have football. But you have 14 days between, or two weeks, 
because you could still do Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. You can't do Thursday. You got to throw Thursday. Fo- Thursday football is gone. Poof. Goodbye. But you can do Saturday football, which some people would argue is a bad idea, but you could. You could own the weekend because the likelihood we have college football is, is it's not looking good. I know that as of this recording, the SEC is holding on. The ACC is holding on. And Big 12 is holding on. And the on. Big 12 is holding on. And but, a few other right here and there sprinkled out. But, but yeah, Well, it, it, what maybe, matters, the, the power five is what matters. Yeah, and the big three three of the five are hanging on. Right. Pac-12's done. Big Ten's done. Okay. Uh, By the way, Nebraska, way to, uh, <laughs> way to uh, be the asshole of your uh, conference. Nice, <laughs> nice try to say. Well, they but. haven't been relevant in a long time, so I guess that's one way to stay relevant, right? Total yes. shocker. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, think about this, right? If with quarantining and all these other things and the concerns about the inability to bubble, if you build in the schedule, essentially a quarantine period between games, it does a couple of things for you. Number one, that first week after a game, test, 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 right? Because if on day five or day four, your players start popping, you know you got a problem. But here's what it does because you have two weeks between games. If your players start popping, you can then isolate and fully quarantine. That gives the NFL the ability to juggle the schedule, right? And slot another team into the upcoming week. That also means that those two teams have a full week of normal preparation for their opponent, right? Again, you got a two-week period between games. So if somebody starts popping that first week, they're not playing a game that weekend anyway, that upcoming weekend anyway. NFL can juggle it. You've created a situation where you have a built-in quarantine. You've created a situation where you've structured the offset of the leagues or the, or the offset of the weeks so that you can have games on TV every single weekend. But they're going to be heavily weighted towards their own conference and their own division. And then you've got a couple of games late, or maybe sprinkled throughout, depending on flexibility and the implications of the Rona, where you can move games around. It would take an unprecedented level of flexibility from the league, and quite frankly, proactive for, you know foresight to do this. But it's doable because you give all the teams, you give the players, and you give the league and the TV partners the ability to evaluate and flex scheduling, opponents, and TV time. I think it's a brilliant idea. Because it's mine, so of course I think it's brilliant. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think it's a fascinating approach, and I think there's merit to it. I don't know what the NFL is going to do. I don't know how it's going to play out with the Rona. But I think the reality is there's a high probability they're going to lose games anyway. So if there's a high probability they're going to lose games, our standpoint becomes we would rather have some football than no football. So how are we going to have some football and protect football from itself? Well, reduce the number of games, which means you're going to stretch out the season a little bit. It's going to happen. And it would take the league being willing to do this, which would be experimental 
and very gutsy. But, games every week on TV, two weeks between games, which gives you essentially a quarantine period, and if your team starts popping and they have to change the schedule, both teams would have a full week of preparation for film study, for game planning, for whatever. And because of the the gap between stuff, if somebody had to be flipped towards later on in the season, yes, they would have been off for a month, which is a long time. I hear you. But you'd have some flexibility. And then as you get through the regular season and get to the playoffs, you could do strategic bubbling, which sounds like, you know, somebody kicking the tires and lighting the fires with some uh, medicinal products in the bubbler, but, or a water fountain in the Midwest. Cause I still think it's amazing that they call it, some areas of the country. They call a water fountain, a bubbler. I think that's hilarious. We do, do not, we do not call a water fountain, a bubbler here in the South. No, we call like, a, we, we call drug paraphernalia, a bubbler here in the South. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, I like your idea. I like it. I, I, I agree with you. Let's let's get rid of Thursday games because let's be honest, some of these Thursday games are just absolute shit shows. They're trash. They're trash. There's it's such a short turnaround for some of these teams to try yes. to plan and get get ready for this game that we just see some of the most some of the worst matchups ever. It's well, like that's either a, one team is prepared mm-hmm. or they're both prepared or it's neither prepared and it's just absolute garbage. We we don't get good football on we Thursday don't. nights. You, you might get a good uniform if you're lucky. Good color yeah, rush. God, but, at least they did. At least they did rid of, got rid of that color rush bullshit. That was just yeah. But I mean, think about this. Every team essentially has multiple bye weeks, so you don't have to do a bye week schedule. That gets thrown out. Okay. Again, you're going to have to be willing to reduce the number of games because that's the only way to make this work. So you admit that you're going to lose games. You determine that you're going to lose games. Maybe you disagree with this, but you commit, right? Because you build in protection for the players, you build in protection for the teams, you build in protection for the league, you build in protection for your TV partners. And when you once you get to the regular season, all right, you take your playoff teams and you can start selectively and strategically bubbling them. So maybe you could take your wild card teams and divisional right and put them in one area or maybe two areas by the time you get to the nfc afc championship games you say you know what we're gonna play the afc nfc championship game at the super bowl site so these three teams or excuse me these four teams are in one area bubbled together for a period of time you already have two weeks between those games and the super bowl anyway so it's not unprecedented right you do selective strategic bubbling postseason so that you can do it minimize travel get to your next level do it and go forward i'm not saying it's perfect i'm not saying it's ideal but because of the number of people involved and this is what you got to remember a basketball team is small compared to the nfl baseball is a different deal compared to the nfl the nfl is spit in your face crotch grabbing pile diving heavy breath, fat Lyman, spittle and piddle and all. I mean, you've had people that, that barfed on themselves, peed on themselves. I mean, the NFL, that's, that's gross, right? That's gross. 
all kinds of bodily fluids and orifices are involved in a football game, right? So you need extra layers of protection. And since Trojan Man can't come out and offer that in the midst of a game, you find ways to build in buffers and to build in extra layers of protection. Ribbed for her pleasure, Shannon, or, you know, rimmed for her pleasure at Shannon. <laughs> Just saying. But I mean, think about that. So what, so what I would ask you, what I would ask you is... If that is the basic premise, I've given you my idea. I haven't ironed out all the kinks. I didn't write out schedules on a piece of paper. But what do you think? What do you think? I mean, I don't think that's their A plan. Clearly it's not. Let's be honest. These guys are money-grubbing whores at this point. (laughs) Most leagues are. Oh, by the way, Antonio Brown has an eight-game suspension. That's what got announced. So whether it's retirement or whether the NFL is forced retirement by just continuing to, dr- to drop suspensions on them, I don't think we're going to see him anytime soon. Hey, Antonio yeah. Brown, note to self, don't fucking come back, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good – for the owners would look at that as a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's a safe plan. I think it's – reasonable to say hey let's play a game if you can get through the preseason and all that other stuff without you know outbreaks are going on play a game do the testing afterwards it gives each uh conference a chance to kind of do a preseason game but it not being a preseason game and all that good stuff I just, you know, I think the, these guys, I mean, Jerry Jones freaking wants 40,000 people in a 100,000-person no. stadium. No. Not happening. No. Uh, I mean, no. you know, the, these that's a, guys. That's a no-go. It, it's, it's, these guys think just differently than what we think. It, it's about money for, for these owners. But that's the problem. This year can't be about the money. It just can't. I just want to know. It, but it, the it, problem is to them, mm-hmm. they're still going to make money. That's the thing. That is the whole fucking thing with all these NFL teams. They're still going to make money because they're still going to sell merchandise. They're still going to sell jerseys. They're still gonna, people are still buying their fucking tickets even though they can't even go to a damn game. There's it, there's still money being made here. Here here's the whole issue. Is just I like the idea Justin has proposed because at least you're getting. NFL, you're getting football every week, regardless of what the teams are. Even if some of these teams pop positive and have to wait a couple of weeks, you're going to get football every Fuck week. Those. You get football every, every week. week, and that's really what it boils down to. Yes, you're not going to get your marquee matchups of what you're looking for. I get it, not necessarily. But you're still getting football. Mm-hmm. Fuck Thursday night because, like they said, we get shit matchups because there's not enough time to prepare properly. For those games but saturday you can do saturday sunday mm-hmm. obviously monday obviously mm-hmm. we're still getting monday night football we're still getting sunday football so you maybe throw a couple games on saturday but you, the idea is tv the you know they could Fox, cbs the weekend espn they're all happy they're gonna get football people are still gonna watch because it's the nfl 
yes, maybe it's an eight-game schedule for all the teams, but you know what? At least everybody's healthy. At least there's a chance for teams to get healthy that might not be because of flexing. I, w- I would think a minimum of eight and a maximum of 11. And I'm because, fine with that. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a 17-week. You figure it's 17 weeks anyway, right? right. So with bye weeks, you don't have to worry about bye weeks. So, you know, you can stretch it out. You're going to have to be willing to ride the season out a little bit longer. So maybe you make it 10. But either way, very doable. It's going to stretch the playoffs out a little bit. And you might have to be willing to to juggle some of that. Uh, But it's all doable. And the thing to remember is that in the case of a team or multiple teams popping positive, because of the two-week breaks between games and everything that would go into testing you would have scheduling flexibility to modify the schedule. So you could move, you could change it. Now, I I would think you would want to avoid anybody playing somebody in a back-to-back, but the league has shown in years past that they'll let a team play each other two out of three games, just not back-to-back. They'll do it. So you might have those scenarios. But the other thing is, as it gets later in the season, depending on what the standings are, if you needed to flex games, just just an option, you could take dumpster fire teams and, you know, if somebody pops positive or there's an issue, if they're on team dumpster fire, fuck them, right? <laughs> you essentially say, all right, boom, you know, you're out, uh, you know, these two, the, the two worst teams are out. We're going to slide this opponent or this schedule or this thing. We're going to focus on those. It almost becomes like, you know how they had the flex scheduling with Sunday night football? Yep. Where they would go, all right, we're going to move this game. So this is like enhanced flex scheduling. Because not only is it we're going to move a game, you might have to change the schedule then to move a game. But because there's no fans in the stands, you're not impacting you know, you're not impacting ticket holders. Right. That, that, that's out of the equation. You commit to the reality that you're not going to have fans in the stands. Because if, if Jerry Jones wants to have 40,000 fans in the stands... Guess who's gonna have a lot of porta potties? Also, don't be the guy that takes a shit in the porta potties. All right, I, I, I went in there, I about threw up. All right, have a little bit more uh, social awareness. Social awareness, Jerry Jones. Social awareness. I don't hate the idea, Jay. I just these these owners just think differently than we do. I, I, I know, but it's like, at what point do you go? Are we gonna have some football or no football? And I'm just saying, take, I'll take some over none. Yeah. Exactly. It, if you can find a proactive approach, and I'm sure they have some contingency plans, and this would take an unprecedented level of flexibility. And they have the money to do it. But if it's going to be we lose the season or we get – and again, I don't hold college football to the same standard. Those are those are kids. Those are kids. Those are amateurs. And, yes, yeah, some of them will play in the NFL, but I don't hold them to the same – standard right but the pros that's a different deal man that's a different deal and if you can find a way to make it work whether it's a bubble whether it's staggering a schedule i think there's incentive heavy financial incentive heavy fan incentive heavy football incentive to find a way to make it work and if you're going to find a way to make it work find a way that helps protect the product that helps protect the league that helps protect the players and helps protect the shield, as they, as they like to say. Yeah, as they like to say. Protect the shield. And I think, you know, 
as difficult as it might be, coming out of the gate and knowing that you're going to just chop some games off to give yourself maximum flexibility, I'd rather see something like that that's proactive, it's gutsy, but that's proactive and addresses a lot of issues with the Rona roller coaster to make sure that we can enjoy some football games. Look, not everybody's going to be like Gardner Minshew talking about, you know, COVID-19 said, quote, it took one look at me and ran the other way. Not everybody's going to be like Gardner Minshew, man. I love that, by the way. Did that y'all use a trip? Yeah, uh, I love Gardner Minshew. I don't know, you know, I don't know what his ceiling is as a player, but as a person, that guy's an absolute riot. I don't know what the league, I don't, I don't know what's in store for us with the league, but again, if there's a way to make, to guarantee we have some, and to and to essentially guarantee that we have a functional season and a functional playoff construct, then I'd rather do that. Um, that also might help keep players on the field. The other thing about doing something of that sort is that because you essentially have multiple bye weeks, not only do you have flexibility, but that also lets players recover, right? right. So we should get pretty solid quality football. I'm pretty, I, I feel fairly confident that NFL players can play a game every other week and deliver maximum effort and results and be healthier along the way. Well, let's, let's look at some of the potential matchups you would get during a regular season. Mm-hmm. That this would The teams with the NFL, the product in general, would benefit from. Say you have... Kansas City versus Baltimore one week, mm-hmm. but someone pops positive. Well, two weeks later, let's let's move this matchup to uh, two weeks. Give the time team to recover. You know, you get Lamar versus Patrick Holmes. I mean, it, it, you get you can play the matchups to where yes, you're going to have the most viewers no matter what. You could but Kansas City versus San Francisco in a rematch, which obviously it's not going to happen this year. It's like two years down the road, but well, just right. the idea of getting all these players on the field that fans love versus the potential of, oh, yeah, who's Gardner Minshew's backup or someone like that versus well, uh, right. Baker Mayfield's backup. But, uh, but here's the thing. With that two-week staggered schedule, right, given the trends, the trend data, and the likelihood that players will pop within a week, if you had to, you've got the flexibility to say, okay, we're going to have, depending on what happens, we have to bring a team. You're, we're going to play a rivalry game or, a, again, you, you figure conference and division, and you've got some latitude with the rest. But if somebody gets, you know, pops or can't play or whatever, you've got flexibility for interesting matchups, whether that's just a regular rivalry, a classic rivalry, a recent, I hate to say rematch because it's a different season. So, like, right. a Super Bowl rematch really isn't. Other but, than in name, but you can get a but, playoff rematch like Tennessee versus Baltimore, right? Which again, you know, it's a different season, so your team's going to be fairly different. But it's recent enough that the fans would be like, "I'd love to see him play again," you know. And that's why I brought up like Kansas City, Baltimore, yes, or just certain or Kansas teams. City, San Francisco. I mean, exactly. a Super Bowl rematch, the fans, the TV networks would eat it up. And I think that with this season, granted, yeah, they're gonna. I know they're trying to play a full season, but like I said, I love your idea because it just gives teams a chance to get healthy, yeah, get really good matchups on TV, 
to that where we're invested every single week rather than going what's the local game this week yeah. fuck that shit i'm just gonna go watch red zone again <laughs> fuck the city <laughs> the idea is chop out some games except that you're not gonna have fans in the stands except that the tv revenue is the big deal and you want to set up for the playoffs you're essentially doing you're setting up the regular season for really the big money in the playoffs right because that's what matters that's why the nba restart happened that's why there is a, a partial nba uh excuse me mlb season it's about navigating the regular season but it's really about the playoffs because that's where the big money is and the nfl if they can find a way to play and if they can find a way to keep the players safe and if they can find a way to not have the runner roller coaster because it's one thing to talk about baseball and the marlins or the cardinals or whatever losing some people losing some players for a period of time well you can't make up three football games in a week it's impossible uh, no you can play one football game a week I can't even imagine playing two in a week. I mean, given the, you can't. the, the physical you can't. toll it takes just on every Sunday in general. You get one football game a week. And since we're throwing out Thursday night football, you don't have that weird short week. It shouldn't be in the equation. But you have a week. This gives you a lot of flexibility to modify the schedule on the fly. And, and teams still have time to prepare for their opponent. That's the thing I, that I feel like I have to stress again. You've got flexibility, but you're not robbing teams of preparation time. They would still both have a week to prepare for that opponent because you'd have to commit to a scheduling change within a six days, seven days, whatever. And if a team starts popping three, four, five, six days out, you know which teams you have to isolate and quarantine, and you essentially move the schedule around to accommodate that. Because those two teams that would then miss that next game, there's a month between the game they last played and the next game they play, and if they handle their business and minimize stupidity, then they should be through the quarantine period. And if there's going to be players that have adverse impacts, they should have clarity on that. I hope that it doesn't come to it. I hope nobody gets sick. I hope nobody gets hurt. I certainly hope nobody loses their life. Right? But with, that, with that time built in, you give everybody... The league, the teams, the players, the coaches, front office staff, you give them the flexibility to modify on the fly. You still give them preparation time. You know, I, I would imagine the league has contingency plans. We don't know what they are, but I hope they've considered something of that sort. I'd be down with it. Is it perfect? No. But is it better well, than nothing? Hell yes. We know the season won't be perfect. And the thing is, is that type of schedule, there's a, there's actually a few head coaches that actually benefit. Someone like Bill mm -hmm. Belichick, who can, if you give him a couple of weeks to plan for someone, usually doesn't bode well for the other team. That's true. But but that's why you as uh, you know that's why you play the game. You, you go out there, you bust your ass, you give it your all, and if you get a couple weeks rest. Mm -hmm. Just before your next game, I mean, I think every NFL player would be all for that. Just given the physicality itself, you know, it's obviously with MLB, you're getting 60 games with NBA. Obviously, the playoffs are getting ready to start soon. NHL is the same way. NFL is the only sport where you get 
and just a handful of games to go out there and prove you deserve to be a part of the conversation for the Super Bowl champion. And there's no <clears throat> other sport like it. Yeah. Well, look, man, we need to start, uh, you know, it's 324 in the morning. I guess we need to start wrapping up, right? Good yeah. God, is it really that late? Yeah. yeah I'm hanging on by a thread. Boys, hanging so. on by a thread. So is Shannon. the college football season, Shannon. Yeah. Oh, by the way, McGuffin, I got to ask you. Given, I know how disappointed you were that the uh, we didn't have March Madness, but how much is it going to hurt you in your heart if we don't have college, uh, college basketball coming up this <laughs> in our next season, man? What, man? I mean, it just shows you like the NCAA, the lack of leadership that these these mofos have, man. It, it okay, March Madness, it. it it hit us all in March. Well, it hit us before then, but yes. it just showed March it hit. Okay, they shut everything down. I get it. But the contingencies should have been underway right away. Yeah. And these these dudes, like, I don't know. I don't know if they were like Pinocchio wishing upon oh, a star. Okay, right. oh. I know they're talking about doing conferences and bubbles at this point. Mm-hmm. Which is all well and great. I, a lot of like the Pac-12 has canceled non-conference games, so we're not going to get UCLA, Kentucky this year. Uh, God, among... how much does that suck, right? Oh yeah, I mean it's, it's it's always fun to get with the other conferences, like in November, December. Like those are always the fun matchups. You know, uh, the Champions Classic, which is always the round robin of Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas. I mean that's always a fun matchup. I don't. I, I have no idea if that's going to happen this year or not. Um, Shake the magic eight ball, right? Outlook's not good. No, it's not good. And um, but in the same respect, if we can get conferences and bubbles, and at least get conference games and championships, and somehow get a March Madness this year. AKA in some bubbles, like get the teams there and not like once election Sunday comes, don't start it three days later, four days later, start it two weeks later, get the teams there, get them in the bubble. Let's do the testing. If, if that's what's, you know, still going on at that point in time mm-hmm. and then start playing the game. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to believe that we will have, now, I, I can't tell you I'm operating with any degree of confidence in that Russian coronavirus vaccine. I, I'm not injecting that into myself, let me tell you. But oh, <laughs> hell no. Nope. <laughs> um, all the notes. Do you remember all those old uh, like Mother Russia meme jokes when it was like, uh, you know, in Russia, Pikachu catch you. You know, and they have like the, the dude in the Pikachu costume with like the big gun. <laughs> I always love those old, those random things. They always made me laugh. In Mother Russia, road fork you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those things, right? I mean, you look, we, we've all had Russian flu shots before, a.k.a. vodka. Well, uh, but, that, that's a true story. Vodka. Duh. Vodka. But I, I don't think we've Duh. all had Russian COVID shots, or we will get the Russian COVID shots. Yet. We, Yet. We've all had the Russian Yet. flu shot, though. Putin in the Ritz, but I'm not. I'm not Putin in that shits. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it, right? Putin in the shits. No, I'm not Putin, Putin in the shits. Putin in the porta potty. Yeah, 
with that with that that rotavirus rim job shot that that thing probably is. No thanks. Yikes. <laughs> no. That's a no for me, dog. That that's a no for me, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up, iTunes. What the hell? Uh, uh, Damn it, don't iTunes. Don't poop for long, man. Yeah. Uh, dog that poop fast don't poop for long, man. That's right. Uh, oh god, I remember that during last season. Yeah. <laughs> In and out. Boom. <laughs> In and out. Not just a burger. <laughs> oh. Hashtag. Hey now. Hashtag. Damn. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd trust a shot from Motley Crue more than more than that <laughs> Russian <laughs> coronavirus shot, right? Woof. Damn. At least Motley Crue would probably show it with some penicillin for the after effects. Are we really sure of that, though? No. <laughs> no. No. Get off my lawn! Exactly. Especially if it's the 80s. <coughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I, I think we're still holding out hope that there's going to be some traction with a shot. Now, look, let's be honest. If there is, and if there's efficacy, and it, you know, we get through the trials and all that stuff, uh, rest assured, the celebrities and the athletes and the revenue drivers of our society will be the first ones that get dibs on any coronavirus shots. All right, it's uh, not going to yeah. be you, it's not going to be me, but it sure as hell maybe Vince Neal. No, I'm just kidding. It won't be him. Uh, but it, but if they have those things available for athletes, rest assured they will get that crap done. All right, yes, and so we're holding out hope that that's a partial outcome, or you know maybe things do get better. I read some very interesting yes. theories about T cell immunity, uh, with ten to twenty percent of the population have having been exposed to the Rona. Anyway, that's all speculative. The reality is we don't have a, a vaccine at the moment. We hope that we do, and maybe we can bail out twenty twenty one and the spring season of things. Maybe we don't know. But we can hold out hope. And until we do know more, and until there is actionable items on these other things, part of it is minimizing the stupidity and working collaboratively and working to accomplish something collectively. And there are ways to do it, but you're going to lose games. It's going to take more time. You may lose some money. Uh, but if you want something as opposed to nothing, where there's a will... There's a way. They can be done. I'm not of the same mindset that that has to apply to college athletics, but I do think there is some flexibility with that. The flip side um, is that while MLB can keep plugging away, even with the Marlins and the Cardinals rolling a roller coaster, I don't know that the SEC, uh, from a liability standpoint, I don't think the ACC from being a conscientious educational organization and universities, uh, there's got to be a balance between revenue generation and the health of the student athlete. It is different than professional sports. I don't know what line they have to walk and the, the what they have to balance. If it starts popping with them, you probably have. I would imagine you have to shut down more aggressively. Um, with the NFL, with MLB, with MLS, with the NBA, I think you have a bit more latitude to attempt to quarantine or to isolate or to break things out or break teams off and bubble them up or whatever you got to do. 
what's the right decision? I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. But I do think you can work towards better solutions and better outcomes. And I would take a partial season or some season as opposed to no season. Particularly if a partial season means that there is a playoffs and means that we legitimately crown a champion. And playoffs and rest assured for all the nobody gets an asterisk like the Houston asterisks. That's not the song I want. That's not. The, <laughs> that's not what I wanted. I think if there's anything to take away so far from what we've seen uh-huh. in in pro sports is with MLB in general, because of the size of the team, and we know we got that with the NFL, we got that with college football. Basketball obviously is different. NHL in the middle. If one person's exposed everybody's exposed and everybody needs to be quarantined. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just the that's way of it. that's just how it is right now. Uh, I do have a couple questions for both of you to answer uh, for storyline oh. purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon, you need to kind of pep up there a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. I know. I get it. It's late. We've had a lot of, beer. it is late. It's very late. It's late. A lot of beer. So question one for both of you is, from a storyline standpoint, do we see, for NFL purposes, how do we see where Brady is versus how Peyton was in terms of these next probably couple of years? Do we see, uh, like you said, Justin, Brady has a lot vested in this season and he's he very, very uh, just ready to go. So do we see something very Peyton-esque and then a potential <clears throat> drop-off, or do we see something that's just, Brady just trying to prove everybody wrong, no matter um, what. I, you know, Brady has one distinct advantage over Peyton late in his career, and that was Peyton had the neck injuries, and all of that caught up with him. Now we can joke around about the HGH and all whatever, um, but taking all that out, Peyton had a small window with Denver, and his decline was pronounced. It was one season too many, but he got a ring, and so you say good luck and thank you for the memories and peace out, right? His body failed him, and at some point, Brady's body will fail him. But I think Peyton's Peyton's body clearly betrayed him before Peyton's football mind did. You you know what I'm saying? Brady's balance is going to be different unless he gets farved. And what I mean by that is, is the league let Favre get absolutely assassinated in that game against the Saints, and he was never the same. Now, would his career have ended the next year anyway? Maybe. Maybe. But at some point, you're old enough, and it's hard enough to recover, and your body betrays you. Peyton's was going to betray him due to the the ramifications of that injury. If he didn't have that neck injury, and you can thank the Redskins for that, because that was the root of it, Um, I forget, I don't know if that, I I don't remember who did that to him, but that was his initial one was against the Redskins. Remember that play. That was Mm -hmm. brutal. That was a a tough hit. That was a tough, that was a tough takedown. Um, but his, his body just couldn't do it. And at some point he just didn't have the arm strength. Everything else was there, just not the arm strength and the physical attribute. Uh, Brady will get there eventually. I just don't know when his body will betray him, but if he stays healthy, he probably has a better window than Peyton did. Um, 
because both of their minds were incredible. They had seen enough football, played enough football, been in enough stuff. There will be an acclimation period for Brady because of playbook, terminology, etc. But Arians is smart enough that he's going to say, what do, you, what do you want? What do you do well? What do you throw well? They will iron that out. Maybe the playbook isn't as deep as it could be, but they will do what they will put both themselves and the offense in a position to succeed. Yep. Will there be some rough spots? Sure. But do I expect Brady to have a resurgence? Yes. In part because while his skills may have diminished, and you can make that argument based on the last year in New England, what he's gaining in Tampa Bay is a level of skill position that he did not have in New England. Oh my if you want to make the argument that Tom Brady didn't have wide receivers in New England, he sure as hell has wide receivers down in Tampa. And not only does he have Gronk, who you, maybe you can't count on for 16 games, but if you get 10 games and he's an absolute red zone beast and you have the other two guys, he doesn't need 16 games out of Gronk. He needs oh. moments out of Gronk. He needs clutch out of Gronk, and they will have that. They can minimize how many snaps he has to take and save him for when they need him most. And they'll use the other guys. I think Brady is set up if this season comes to fruition. I think Brady is set up for a resurgence. Is it one year? I think at least. Is it two? Maybe. I doubt it's any more than that because at some point his body will start to fail him Unless they really keep him clean. And he eats a lot of avocado ice cream. <laughs> that's well, it. He's close enough to 45, I think, because that's what the age he's, he wanted to play to is 45. 43. 43. So well, two years. he's close enough to 45. Yes, two years. So, giving a couple, if he gets a couple more years, I think, you know, I think that'll probably work. I think that's when he'll probably finally retire after he plays that season at 45 but i would say if, if, if i would say if he gets a ring if for whatever reason this season concludes in the super bowl ring i don't know that you can have a better walk off that's yeah. that's the perfect walk off actually do we really think that he's gonna be able to break free of belichick's shadow come on man do you know i actually do not have that song oh my goodness Cued up. Oh, so Shannon's over here struggling, pretending that he's going to go to sleep, and he drops a break free reference on us. You know what I'm saying? Where? I shardy B. Oh, you shardy B, do you? Sure. Welcome back. That'll wake him up. There you go, Shardy B. Let it go, Shardy B. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go, Shardy B. Welcome back, MacGuffin. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you could bang that one out, bro. Oh. Uh, you knew where I was going with that one. Look at you. Yeah. There's you one didn't that give me a... Let It Go, though. Oh. Well, but, well. Okay. Brady... Randy needs to hear this though, because you no, know I don't. I don't. But um, there is one you haven't magically pulled off yet, and I'm not even gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna let you figure it out in your tired state which one it is. I thought we already did shake it off. Oh no, There's we did. One that you always 
always make sure happens multiple times during the podcast. <laughs> Did you say knows. something that I didn't catch before? No. I'm just waiting to see if you can set it up. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> You've been setting everything else up tonight, so I'm just trying to see if uh, you can set this last one up. I thought I already did. I got the balls already. You did. And I got, how do you F that up? Yep. Well, I set you, on a, I set you up for that one. So, you want to say, are we going to do it live? Is that where you had oh, me? Oh, did, 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 he, did he finally figure out the one I was hinting at? Do you want me to do it live? I think maybe that could be the one I'm hinting at. Justin, I think we're going to do it live. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! I mean, it's a special. fucking thing sucks! <laughs> <laughs> That's tomorrow and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me tell you, do you know how tricky it is to, to like go through eight tabs of Windows to try to get that to work right? Inconceivable! It kind of is. It really is, to be perfectly honest. That's wild. Anyway. Sam Jackson, your thoughts. <laughs> really? You, you want Sam? Fuck out my face with that shit. Check out the big brain on bread! <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Thank you. Arnold, your thoughts. Whoa. I don't even think the Arnold soundboard broke, remember? Oh, I know. We, we don't, being such a pussy. I do want to. I, I, all right. So, uh, <laughs> Peter Griffin. A couple of quick hits. Couple, couple of quick hitters. And then I got a story for you guys. All right. all right. Number one, Josh Allen wants to face Patrick Mahomes in a distance throwing contest. That'd be a hell of a contest. Could be. You know, I, I, I think uh, I, I think Patrick Mahomes could just be like, you want to see how far I can throw my Super Bowl ring, bitch? And just call Pretty it Pretty much. You know? Pretty much. I'm just saying. Um, I, th I think I'll take Mahomes in that contest. Maybe. I mean, Allen's a big boy. Don't get me wrong. Oh, Al Allen's got a cannon, but, you know. I think Mahomes will get him. Maybe. Uh, I also love this headline. Jared Goff on quarantine weight gain. I don't know if that's muscle or a couple of cheeseburgers. If you can't answer the question, it's a couple of cheeseburgers. <laughs> Stop and eating Papa John's every night, asshole. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do and it. And don't use the porta potties. No. Do Stop not use the porta potties. Do not do not use the porta potties. I don't even I don't know if I still have that. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I do. Here you go. Also, don't be the guy that takes a shit in the porta potties. Yeah, right, talking to I, you, Jerry. I, I went in there. I about threw up. I right, have a little bit more. Uh, He's just dropping off some cheeseburgers, bro. Uh, social awareness. That's to take a piss. Don't take a shit in the porta potties. All right. <laughs> so Do that at your house. <laughs> Do that at your house. That's nice. Take a I shit in the locker room and the porta potties. You are a smart motherfucker. That's right. Courtesy hey, flush dude, is in effect. He rolled up in that damn porta potty and was like, "You got knocked the fuck out, man." <laughs> <laughs> dangerous up in that piece dangerous dangerous oh 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 i did want to drop a little uh a, a little love on uh somebody that's listened to us for a long time and uh howard haas 
uh, he sent me a link and he uh, he did a, a podcast, man. Sports with the Hess. It is on SoundCloud. I love just the fact. Button, Morty, give me a beat. I love oh. the fact he started this bad boy with some Rick and Morty like just throwdown, man. Oh man, okay, all right. Um. Loved it. So thanks for listening for all these years and putting up with our crap. And uh, I'm happy to plug your. Cr- <laughs> I'm happy to plug your crap. All right. So sports with the <laughs> sports with the Hess. Check it out. Give it a shot. Give it a go. And brother, keep doing it, man. Let me tell you, one of my favorite things about doing the podcast is just having fun with my friends and having fun with each other and drinking some beers and shooting the breeze and whatever. Whether it's sports, beer, pop culture, stupidity, shenanigans, jokes, giving each other grief, roasting each other, whatever, man. It's a good time. It's a creative outlet. We love doing it. Um, And in an ideal world, we would do it a lot more. But, you know... It, this is this is for fun, not for money. So if anybody wants to pay me, I'll be happy to do this a lot more. Rest assured, I could do this with much more frequency, but I need some moolah. <laughs> so since it's faux free, it means faux fun. And so you get it when you get it. So, and as Shannon would say. That's what she said. There you go. But anyway, sports with the Hess, man. Howard, appreciate the love over the years. So. Keep plugging, dude. Yes, sir. Uh, keep plugging, man. Check that out. That's right. I'll send uh, Shannon. I'll send you the link if you don't know where to get it. All right, let me bounce back to some other stuff and not just Sean McVay dropping deuces. Don't be the guy that takes a shit in the porta potties. <laughs> Freaking uh, Jared Goff, man. Goff dropping cheeseburger. Do you know, dumping cheeseburgers in the porta potties. What the hell, man? For, I keep forgetting that nobody's here. I can be loud and, and fucking obnoxious. It's fantastic. <laughs> Holy crap. It's it's great. Oh, man. Yell, yell at him, Blue. Come on. Yeah, let no, him know. Blue is passed out. Blue, <laughs> Blue is passed out like hell. By the way, we've got <laughs> Fox experimenting with, like, you know, what looks like they borrowed the graphics from Madden 2004 uh, <laughs> to put, like, fans in the stands at MLB games. Looked atrocious, y'all. Uh, but Randy, as a fellow gamer that played a lot of sports games, <clears throat> you and I can appreciate fake stand, fake fans in the stands, right? They were horrible when we Ter- were growing up, dude. Y- they were bad then, and they did not look so great in the the demos no. that I saw. Uh, they did I, not. I kind of, I'm kind of stick with the cardboard cutouts, or else go like the NHL did and actually have legitimately Total fans. Yeah, in the, stands. The, the NHL had actual fans in the seats. In a game that was brilliant and it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, and when we say fans, we mean like actual metal fans. Like they would blow air in your face and cool you. Those mm-hmm. kinds of fans. I thought it was brilliant and hilarious. So kudos uh, to the NHL for that for that jobby. Loved, loved, loved it. I'm just closing out tabs now because we need to start shutting this bad boy down. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you know, man, it's got, we didn't even really get to the NBA. Uh, Shannon, by the way, uh, you, you got any kind of vibe or you feel anything in particular um, on the NBA, the restart, who you like, who you hate, and is it the end of Pops in uh, San Antonio? And by the way, the Spurs, I know the, I know the run ended. That was a long time of playoff success. It was a hell of a run. 
they do deserve a salute o'clock and a little raise of, <laughs> raising a glass to what the Spurs accomplished over a extremely long period of time, dude. You don't get rid of Pops. This is a unprecedented year. Um, let him go home. Let him rest. And you bring him back for another season. Like, like this is the first time since, what, 98 they haven't made the playoffs mm-hmm. since they got Tim Duncan, basically. Yes. No, dude, you, you don't. You don't cut the cord on one season. No. And you don't lose one of the best coaches of all time just because you have one bad season. Like, no. Not even – it's not even a thought if I'm the owner. Yeah, unless he's ready to retire. Unless he's ready to – If it's his choice, that's okay. If if he's ready to peace out to the beach, you give me your retirement papers, your resignation, because I ain't releasing you. Until I see a resignation or retirement papers on yes. my desk, he's earned enough street cred for me to, even if he needs to take like a few months to do something, you take a few months to do something. Yes, he, I, he's earned it. I would say at least at minimum five yes. championships. Yeah, you're good. Yes, inconceivable. The Spurs yeah. without pops. Don't, don't go Jerry Krause and get all uh, butt hurt because your coach is getting more love than you. Oh, butt hurt alert, man! Butt hurt alert. Man. That is very much Jerry Krause. You do not get rid of your coach Mm-mm. just because. Go. How'd that work, Jerry Krause? Go. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's cold, man. <laughs> it is. He's dead. He can't respond. <laughs> oh God, Savage! Too soon. He's dead. He can't respond. Uh, okay, Good God, D- man. Good God, man. If you had to pick a favorite, and maybe a team you think is a ripe to be a fan favorite or an underdog favorite, or like somebody that could run with some upsets. Oh, that's easy. That's Portland. Damian Lillard's had 140-some-odd points in the last three games. That near-half-court shot that bounced about 30 feet into the air off the rim and still went in was completely ridiculous. I mean, Portland's guards are going to be an issue for the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, yes, you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but they're not going to be able to hang with those guards on defense. So they're going to be a problem for the Lakers. Um and the Lakers, quite frankly, have not been clicking uh, together that well. Well, either that's a hell of a fake out or they're just not right. I don't think they're right. I think there's a couple of guys that uh, opted out. And there I, are. I, just, I hate to, I Look, man, it's hard to count out LeBron. It really is. Like LeBron and Davis are wonderfully potent. But... And, and it's... It's just one of those, beware. Well, it's a dangerous game you play if it's, we're going to turn it on in the playoffs, right? The flip side is that LeBron, I have full confidence in LeBron, but can right. the team do that? That's and, and that, that's a big ask. I know Bron can. I think Davis can. But can the rest of the team, have they gelled enough? Is the chemistry right? Can they do that? All right. I, I guess I'm going to be, you know, I mean, Mark is our resident Lakers fan. Although I think, doesn't Whitfield like the Lakers too? 
Yeah, I believe Probably. so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wait, well, you know, uh, you know, he's a front runner. Other than the Mets, he's a front runner fan anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Otherwise, he'd be a Cowboys fan. That would be weird. Yeah that that would be really that would be the strangest thing ever, man. Uh, well, maybe if Aaron Rodgers goes and reunites with McCarthy, right? Maybe he'd be a Cowboys fan for a little bit. Um, mm, I doubt that. Yeah, I, I doubt that too. We we'd have to put him on suicide watch at that point. Maybe distinct possibility. And I'm not trying to be funny about that, no. but like <laughs> yeah. he'd have some issues there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure what to read into the Lakers, and I'm intrigued by the story of the Blazers and to see how far they could go. I I guess at the end of the day, I'm just the Lakers have not inspired a lot of confidence in me. I'm not feeling good about them i like some of their players i think lebron you know i think the veterans can do stuff but i'm not confident that they're just going to turn it on and be much better they seem to be ripe for an upset and since home field you know home court is all kinds of screwball this year as much as i've enjoyed the virtual you know the screens with the virtual fans some of the stuff's really funny uh watching people up there uh maybe not weekend at, at bernie's funny maybe not mark's you know, Walgreens photo <laughs> cardboard cut out funny, but still pretty funny. But I, I just don't have a lot of confidence. Okay, give me... Uh, all right, so the Trailblazers are one. Is there anybody else that you think has a, maybe a surprise run or maybe is overlooked that legitimately has a shot? Uh, I mean, Indiana's been kind of surprising in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could make a run, but... I don't. I don't know if anyone's beaten Milwaukee, uh, I, Toronto. You know, know the world champs. You I know. know. Oh, a smidge overlooked. I think they are overlooked. Uh, they get Brooklyn that first round. Brooklyn's had a lot of guys out, so I, mm-hmm. I fully expect Toronto to move on. I'm looking at these matchups, Boston, Philly's going to be knocked. That's got to go seven. I'm pretty sure that one's going seven. They're just they're just gonna trade blows. Miami, Indiana. I'll, I'll take Indiana barely. Miami, I think it's just a little young on that one. Oklahoma City, Houston's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. You know the the old CP uh, Chris Paul and uh, mm-hmm. Westbrook trade in the playoffs will be fun. Denver, Utah. Will be fun. And I think the play-in is, is it, I think it's Portland and uh, Phoenix. Let me look up here to see. Double check. But the way uh, Damien, Dame's, Dame time, as they call it, it's been going off. It's just been kind of fun to watch that. Yeah. I mean, dude had 61 in a game the other night, so. I, I, I guess what I'm curious how much gas uh, Portland has in the tank. Uh, I know uh, several people have mentioned and talked about how they seem to be tired and look like they're tired. So again, it's hard to read into, you know, you don't want to read too much into that. Um, show me what you got once, once it's, it's locked in and you go and you know, your opponent and you roll. I think the upside with the blazers is real, but yeah, I mean, if you're really looking for an under underdog, I mean, that's that's kind of where you need to look is that mm-hmm. that play in plus playing the Lakers. I mean, yeah. I know D stats going to be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, 
Hey, what what is it that uh, our, our man said? Uh, God, why can't I think of his name? Herm Edwards. What did he say? You play to win the game. That's right. You play to Hello. win the game. Hello. You play to win the game. That's the deal. So that's what they're going to do, and we'll go from there. I don't know. Should I do this story? Why not? Okay. So we're going to consider this a PSA, and I'm going to try to protect the names of the people involved. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, this might be slightly dangerous, but As we'll the see. The train hasn't fallen off the tracks enough already, but let's do uh, this. You know. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. So, let's see. Friends, family, how do I frame this? So, okay. Well, I'm having a conversation with a family member about another family member that elected to make butter. And I don't just mean regular butter. I mean edible butter, as in butter with pot. (laughs) 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 So... Yeah, so the edible... So they didn't understand Marjorie and Mary Jane, right? That's the... uh... (laughs) Marjorie Jane was in full effect. There you go. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Randy! Well. Hey, wait, whoa, whoa. 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 Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do shit, you can't prove it. <laughs> it's an outrage. It is an outrage. Damn it's straight. Outrage. So, as I'm discussing this scenario with family member A, uh, family member B is off making some uh, edible butter of questionable potency. So, apparently, <laughs> I, this is one of my all time favorite family text conversations that I think I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so there's family member A, family member B. Actually, just call it, yeah. Family member A, family member B, and family member C. There's three involved in this in particular. Family member A is telling me the story. Family member B is making the pot or the butter or the edible. Family member C is supposed to stay out of the butter and away from the butter and away from the edible. Do you think family member C stays away from the edible? Science point to no. Magic 8-Ball says outlook not good. Correct. Family member C was warned to stay away from the butter. Family member C got into the butter and also into some very expensive Manuka honey (laughs) to make the butter taste better. Family member C slept for a day. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. Family member B found out because family member C didn't get up out of bed and got pissed at family member C. (laughs) There was a fight. (laughs) A fight ensued. Anyway, family member B, the next day, gets into the butter and apparently had originally intended to produce the butter and sell the butter. So this is how this conversation went. (laughs) Family member A texts me. Family member B is still not out of bed. I replied, buttered up? 
Family member A says, I wonder what could have happened. <laughs> I laughed. Family member C was also still in bed. So my response was, I can't believe it's not butter. Weed. Oh my, my response was that edibles, you got to be careful with that stuff, because you do, especially if they mix anything else in their systems. As we go further along in this conversation, <laughs> family member A stresses that family member B said that it couldn't hurt them. My response, but it sure can make you worthless for an extended period of time. <laughs> Not sure what it was made with. But edibles hit different than smoking. Family member A says, well, family member B just says you sleep it off. My response, give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that pot butter bar. <laughs> Anywho, this turns into a conversation about how family member B is going to play this game pretending that they're going to sell the product, and then eats all the product. And I say, huh, you can't make a profit if you enjoy all of the product. Response, you have to taste it to see how strong the batch is. I guess they found out. My response, as for enjoying the product, do you remember the movie Friday? Sm <laughs> Smokey Nose, Pepperidge Farm remembers, Big Perm. <laughs> Later on in that day, I am notified that family member B is still asleep. Well, family member B will be well rested. And it just it just it devolves into ridiculousness. So the lesson here, kids, in the PSA is if you're going to make edibles and you're going to sell edibles, be mindful of quality control and testing your own product. Because otherwise, not only does Pepperidge Farm remember, Friday remembers. You got knocked the fuck out, man! <laughs> your product <laughs> will remember. And your ass is gonna sleep. <laughs> remember, get off the sofa, go to bed. And family member B, after testing that product, went to sleep that night. And slept all day, and I do mean all day, and did not wake up until 11 p.m. And family member B finally woken up, or 10 p.m., when family member B was finally woken up, said, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> PSA. God. Hashtag, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> or, as the, as the hound would say, cunts. Yes. Agreed. I would have revealed names because it would have made the story flow much better. And it would have been much more enjoyable to the listeners. But as a first party participant in this story, it was one of the most enjoyable text conversations I think I've ever had with, <laughs> with family member A. It was righteous. It was righteous. I got to drop a Friday reference. <laughs> I got to drop a Pepperidge Farm Reference, and I get to laugh at the stupidity. Remember we said minimize stupidity? <laughs> they may not be in the bubble, but B and C apparently are in the bubbler. Yes, Cunt. Mm-hmm. Marjorie and Jane. Marjorie and Jane. <laughs> Good old 
Margarine Jane. Oh! And look, I'm all for, I'm pro Margarine Jane. And I hope everything is legalized at some point. Good tax <laughs> revenue. And I don't have a fundamental problem with any of that. But if you're a moron. <laughs> that's your problem. That's on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I can tell you for sure, after that edible party, ain't nobody, and B and C, we're not doing it live. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. They were Susan Boyle, we'll do it bro. Live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. I don't even know that they dreamed the dream. I'm quite convinced that somewhere huh? they are cleaning up their own poop, their own piss. I mean, a 14-hour sleep bender or 18-hour sleep bender? I'm fairly confident. That at some point during that evening, they did have to let it go. <laughs> doesn't wake my ass up. I'm just saying. Funny to me. Maybe not funny to y'all. I loved it. I loved it. Anyway. All right. Thomas. Oh my God. It's four o'clock. Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah, let's call it a night. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. Todd was like, how do you guys stay up that late? Uh, the answer, Todd, is not edible brownie or edible brownies or edible butter. We would be no. we would be asleep. I no get... margarine Jane. No man. We'd no. all be snoring like Shannon does whenever uh, yes. he passes out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It would be lots of Smash Mouth is what would keep us awake. And perhaps some of Mark's favorite band, Nickelback. Maybe. Yeah, this one's for you, Mark. Fuck Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't say that about Mark's favorite band. Actually, you know, it's an interesting version. The first time I heard it, I was like, "What the hell, man!" But the more I, the more I listen to it, I actually kind of like the the guitar twist on all of it, and the, they don't have you know, uh, they obviously cut out a lot of the lyrics, so it's a different vibe. It's kind of a decent twist, although the I, I, I can't say I love the animation uh, they used in it, but that might be reflective of uh, budgetary or time constraints, or just general Nickelbackery is what it may, what it may reflect. Could be Nickelbackery. <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nickelbackery. Maybe more uh, Nickelhackery. Could be oh. so. Maybe, 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 maybe the animator was that. Maybe, maybe that's what happened with that German dude that was chasing that wild boar. The animators <laughs> of that, you know what I'm saying? That pig, that boar stole that dude's laptop with better animation for that Nickelback video. That's probably maybe. that's probably what happened. He's probably like motherfucking Shardy B. <laughs> Look, I need a hard hit. I need a deep. I need a henny drink. I need a woo smoke. Not a garden snake. I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hopefully, lean over. He got some. Yikes! If you haven't watched that Cardi B wet featuring Megan, uh, that is a very wild video. That almost makes me feel dirty just watching it. <laughs> that bad. Huh? And that says a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yikes! Festive, lively. And on that note, I think it's time to get the hell out of here. 
I've got some butter to go eat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to sleep for the next two days. Like B and C. <laughs> Cunts. <laughs> anyway. All right. I'm going to say one more time. Uh, I really hope the NFL has a proactive approach to dealing with, dealing with the season because I want some football as opposed to no football, and I'm not confident that we're going to be able to navigate this. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I do. Given what's happened in, in Major League Baseball, um, with a little bit of stupidity and a little bit of exposure, I'm hard-pressed to think we're not going to have those issues in, in the NFL. Think about sure. options. I just You think about options, and you think about ways to get it done. You know the problems that you're facing. Seek out solutions and try to find ways to make it happen. Be proactive. Being reactive and behind the curve is something that we've clearly demonstrated is a shit strategy in this country yep. <laughs> as of late. So there are solutions out there if you're willing to make some sacrifices to implement them, imperfect as they may be. But I can tell you as a fan of football, whether it's college or college basketball or the NFL, a limited regular season and a limited playoffs is better than zero. Both for the fans, both for the organizations, both for the players, and certainly for you know the leagues and their television partners and broadcast partners. So, besides, somebody's got to pay George Kittle. Christ Almighty. Anyway, from all of us to all of you, thanks as always for putting up with our crap and listening to us. And if you made it through to this part of the podcast... God bless. You deserve a shot. Yes. Because Lord knows we do. You got any ale? Yeah, I think I drank it all, unfortunately. But I it's only, multiple shots. Yeah, it's only four. I might have time for one more beer <laughs> before I have to go visit the porta potty. Also, don't be the guy that takes his shit in the porta potties. Yeah. All right, I, I I went in there. I about Did y'all lock Whitfield in a porta potty? I threw up. All right, have a little bit more uh, social I mean, he awareness. He did knocked out, so maybe. <laughs> maybe. But anyway, as always, look, keywords, again, are Sports Brew. You can find us at uh, <laughs> iTunes, LiveSportsCaster.com, the Google Play Store, Stitcher Radio, some other services as well. Keywords are Sports and Brew. That's how you'll find us. Thanks, as always, for listening. We hope you had fun. We certainly wasted a lot of time tonight, but we had fun with it. And, and look, man, you know what? If there's anything that the past couple of months have illustrated to me, it's you may not always know what the journey is going to bring you, but you can sure as hell try to enjoy the ride and whatever may be coming at us tomorrow and, and whatever tomorrow may bring, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to try to enjoy the journey. And I can tell you point blank that I can enjoy this journey and this life and on this show uh, with people like you guys and some of the friends that we have, and it makes it better. It does. True so, story. I'm going to raise a glass to both of you guys tonight for hanging out and making it this far, 4 a.m. It's time to shut it down. So, from all of us, all of you, thanks for listening. Enjoy the weekend. And here's to what's next. Other than taking a dump in a porta potty, don't do that. Also, you don't won't. be the guy that takes a shit in a porta potty. Don't do that. You will not find the sports brew in a porta potty. No. In the woods, yes, probably. But in the woods, definitely. In a ditch, probably. 
Yes. Whitfield passed out in the street? Absolutely. Good good chance, yeah. But in a porta potty? Nah. No. No. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. So good night, friends. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Might be another month, might be two weeks, might be next week, probably not next week. I can dream a dream that we're going to record every week again. Highly unlikely. <laughs> but you know what? We'll maximize the times we do, have fun, and then roll the hell out, and we'll just laugh at this on the back end. So, you know. And as Shannon would say, that's... What she said. There you go. All right, brother. <laughs> good night, friend. All right, good night, Everybody brother. else, peace out. Catch you on the flip side, y'all. Good night, Randy. Late. Good night, Shannon. Late. Late. Good night, fellas. Peace out. Rest up. You're going to need it. We did three hours anyway. From an hour Jesus. 12 or an hour 15 to three hours. Thanks, y'all. Fuckers. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always take the Always. over. Take the over. Always. Always take the over. All right, get some rest, fellas. Catch you I later. See you, bro. Good see night, you. man. Uh, night, guys. Bye.